Hello and welcome to the Rollmageddon podcast, the Grand Designs campaign, episode number 42. That is the meaning of life, the universe and everything. And uh, hopefully in this episode 42, we will at least take one life. We'll see how the players manage to dodge death this time, probably by cheating, I imagine. Well, let's see here. Um, I am Jason. I'm the Game Master. Here's four people who will be doing stuff with their characters. I'm Ollie. (gasps) Jinx. I'm Ollie, playing Carl, the elf wizard. I am Sam, playing Ori, the elf oracle. I'm Krista, and I'm playing Arya, the swashbuckler. Hi, I'm George, and I am playing Beckus Brandywine, the human bard extraordinaire. Okay. <laughs> now that we've confused first-time listeners, <laughs> by the way, if you're a first-time listener, this is episode 42. Go back. At least 41 episodes. <laughs> or at least like seven episodes to like the first episode of this season, because you're jumping right work. in mid-season. So, before I forget again, let's get some hero points, and I believe that Sam has two, because he had one left over. Gonna need those tonight. I get two. I had one left over. Uh, Unless I just have one. If you have more than one left over, basically you get one for free at the beginning of every session. Mm -hmm. If you don't use that, you give it back. About any more that you've earned throughout the session, if you don't use them, then you get to keep those ones. I understand. Thank you. If you don't use it, you lose it. Up to a maximum of three. Maximum of three. Maximum of three. I'm going to use it all over. Now, those of you listening who are familiar with the podcast may notice that before this episode, there was no last time on, previously on, whatever stuff, because it takes me about an hour of editing to actually put together, and it's annoying. So I've stopped doing it. If that bugs people, you can complain on the Twitter. Now, I know not enough people are on the Twitter, so we're not going to get any complaints, which means I can keep doing this. What we are going to do instead is, hey, players, what happened last time on Romageddon? Uh, last time on Romageddon, uh, I met a wonderful new person to our little troupe named Arya Speedwagon, who was introduced to us by our friend Candemir. That was a whole thing. What else did we do? Beckus uncovered that all of the fancy party guests were actually going to the dig site, and he deduced very quickly that they were probably moving the stone there, so... He went and let his friends know that they needed to get together quickly and head to the dig site. Then we cleverly charmed our way into the dig site, befriending all the guards on our way, well. and uh, casually walked into the temple. Um, there was no trouble at the gate, and there was definitely no zombies that poured out through the door and killed a bunch of guards. What did we do, though? Um, we turned invisible and snuck in. We snucked. We sneaked. We snucked. We snucked. Snacked. We snuckied. We also. We snuckied in. <laughs> we snuckied in. <laughs> and then once we got inside, your trusty friend Candemir was out in the water and shut oh, the door yeah. for us. And now we stand here in darkness, invisible. Well, shut the door for us or lock Possibly us. surrounded by ghouls. Was he standing in the water? He was standing right at the edge of the river. What did his feet look like? 
you, I don't believe, even noticed him. There was only I... Ori, right? Or Shelby. Okay, it was Arya then. So Remember, only one person made that role. So, um, unless so Arya relays that information, nobody's even going to know that happened. But yeah, last we... time uh, his feet looked blue and big and clean. He's blue, right? No, he's. <laughs> He has deep, deep bronze skin. He has uh, blue feet. That could be a circulation issue and probably needs to see a doctor. Got the diabetes. Or he loses them. Frostbite is dangerous. I tried to I tried to tell him to schedule an appointment, but the door closed too quickly. <laughs> Get that checked out. Oh, oh. Do you think he heard me? <laughs> I'm really worried. So as we begin this episode, you're all Technically invisible inside of a sphere, and you are in pitch blackness, which means two of you, I believe, can't see your hand in front of your face. Ali, or sorry, Carl, and Ori have dark vision. Yep. So you two can see around you. What you see is a very large chamber. The chamber is about 50 feet wide total. You're at the center of it on the easternmost wall. It's where the doors opened up into this chamber and the chamber extends about 100 feet deep there's large pillars that run from the floor to the ceiling about 35 feet up very presentational room there's just two rows of pillars sort of one to your left one to your right and you see on the western side of the room there's like a horseshoe like balcony that's about halfway up and you can see there's a large set of doors uh, in the center of the wall on that side, and then a couple more doors that lead off north and south on either side of this horseshoe. You also see more doors on the ground floor. There are two nearby, one leading north, one leading south, and then further down toward the end of the hall, there's another two exits, uh, one leading north, one leading south. And each one of these is a double door, and all of them, it looks like they've just been thrown open and left open, except for the one larger door that's up on the balcony that leads uh, directly west, which, according to your memory of the temple layout, would be sort of the inner sanctum area, the, the main area of the temple that doesn't, uh, not the, because the temple itself mm -hmm. is divided into basically one central zone, which you just walked into the entrance of, and then two wings that come out that are these crescent-shaped wings that would at one time facilitated the movement of water at least that's what you theorize through the temple so they could perform their rituals so this is what you all see uh bacchus and Arya, you see nothing so now what do you do um can we see like any is there any like thing around us like like any like creatures or people where or... are the ghouls <laughs> make a perception check as you scan um, through can I also make a perception check here? Sure. Okay. I rolled a 12. You see nothing out there in the darkness. 28 new dice. You look out into the darkness and you see the two doors that are nearest to you. Uh, the southern door, you see what look to be two figures moving back into the door and through the door. Perhaps ghouls that Saw their friends got melted as they tried to exit the temple, but they appear to have skittered away, not realizing you were there, of course, so, you know, otherwise they might be trying to make a ham sandwich out of you. 
Um, were all of the doors, um, they were retreating into just one set of doors? To the south, yeah. The nearest doors that lead south. And we're directly center in the room? No, you're, well, you're, you're centered, but you're up against the eastern wall where the doors are. And then it extends west 100 feet. And then it extends basically north and south of you, 25 feet in each direction. Okay. So it's a 50-foot by 100-foot room. I love math. Mm-hmm. I don't. 35 high, and we're at the far eastern side, and there's a horseshoe-shaped balcony at the other side? Uh, yes. Okay. See, this is where I, I would just, at one point, feel like we're just all going to convert to laptops and roll 20. Mm-hmm. So there's always a fucking map on the board, and everyone's just going to have their laptop in front of them. Um, All these years. <laughs> make that happen yeah we could make everyone needs to get a, a laptop and roll 20 um so then um there is a door directly to the north and directly to the south of us sorry there's a door directly to the north and directly to the south of us as well uh not directly it's about 20 feet further in but then one goes north and one goes south yes okay again like i said they're all double doors and they're all just been left open and not doesn't look like they're opened up all the way to make it a nice clean passage, it just looks like at some point somebody threw the doors open and just left them askew. Um, can I see into either the north or the south door? If you move further into the room, yes. Let me ask a, a spell question. If we were to use, say, dancing lights within our invisibility sphere, um, would that light project out of the invisibility sphere? Uh, this is uh, the, the question we've been trying to figure out. I think if something's in... Like, if you were to cast light on yourself and then cast invisibility on yourself, the light snuffed out. Because you're invisible, so yeah. it wouldn't project any light. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about invisibility sphere is you can all see each other, but that would kind of just be the equivalent of using a see invisibility spell so you would see each other. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god. I'm gonna if w- anyone knows how this works, <laughs> my brain's in a twist. I would say if you cast it in the sphere, you could see in the sphere. Okay. It would um, not be on the sphere. Agnes lifts up his hands and reaches out to feel for the velvety cloak that Ori is wearing. Uh, I reach out and try to grab the hands of both Arya and Beckus because I know that they cannot see in here. I'll cast uh, dancing lights inside of the sphere. All right. Or light. You light up the 10 or 15 foot because you widened it, I believe. Uh, Yeah, I, I widened it. So five feet extra. All right. So now you can all see each other. But um, beyond you, just a curtain of blackness, at least for Arya and Beckus. Um, and I, I'd like to whisper uh, sneakily to everybody, um, there's a door to the north and the south. Um, if we proceed westward, let's go and see what's in either room. Yes, I'm fine with proceeding however you think is best. Has, um, have you seen anyone or anything? Um, in the darkness? Oh, I'll I'll convey all of the things that I saw, including the layout of the, the structure around us and the fact that I saw two ghouls retreating to the south. Uh, is it south of us or is it south on the other side? Say what? The, the ghouls retreated to the door that's closest to us? Yes. Okay. Is that the door you'd like to investigate first? Uh, no, the north door. Oh, the north door. I'm just going to grab onto Ori's cloak and hold onto the back of it. So, Let, let me ask. Um, you guys can lead. Uh, as far as um, ghouls, um, are they intelligent? Yes. Okay. Um, so they are They are intelligent. So They retain the intelligence that they had in life. So they are varying degrees of intelligence. Okay. So, they're, they, are, so they, they are thinking, though. So. Oh, also, I w- forgot to mention real quick. 
Uh, scattered about the floor are the bodies of various guards, some with large chunks of meat that have been torn out uh, by the teeth of the ghouls. There's also a couple of dead ghouls lying around. So, Can we search them? The guards have swords, okay. and they have uh, leather armor, basically. Okay. Not much else going on there. And then they had lanterns. Some of them had lanterns that have snuffed out as they fall into the floor. Because I don't know if oil lanterns stay lit if you tip it over. Uh, can I like investigate one of the ghouls closest to me and see if I can figure out like anything about their? Identity? Yeah, if you maneuver your invisibility invisibility sphere over there, sure. Can we check out one of these ghouls on the floor? I'd like to see if I can study their remains. Are you a doctor? Sometimes. Intriguing. I am trained in medicine and multiple other facets of life. Um, let's let's look and see what's through the doorways first before we settle in here. Well, I just want to look at one of the dead ghouls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Okay, so you maneuver your sphere over there. Everybody's kind of walk, shuffling together so they don't get left out. And as this sort of wall of blackness crosses uh, Arya and back as you now see laying on the floor, a dead creature looks definitely like it used to be a human. This sort of pale, bluish-purple skin, lips curled back, uh, sharp, jagged teeth, long, sharp, jagged fingernails that look like they're kind of oily and greasy as if something's on them. And they're all wearing these simple-looking robes that look like they're some sort of a ceremonial, like, alkalite robe. Is there any markings on any of the robes? They are very plain. There are no markings. Okay. It looks like very much like a, a low-ranked member of whatever was going on here. Could I tell like anything more about their like battle prowess or like anything by like investigating their body? Like what they would be like weak to or anything like Well that? you can just make a religion roll to recall okay. knowledge on the creatures and ghouls are a very low level creature and thus uh pretty easy roll. Okay, so I think I gave you some of it before but Is it religion, right? Yep. Uh sixteen. All right, sixteen gets you the basics. They're undead. <laughs> Can I? Uh, they paralyze when they bite or claw you, and they're known to spread disease. Um, we fought these before, and I'm I'm trained in religion. Can I? Do I know anything else? Do you want me to make a roll? To... Uh, I mean, if you want to make a roll to see if you can pick out any like anything in particular. <laughs> yeah, I rolled. Like you rolled that too. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just yeah. starting off. Uh, with eight absolute we're getting bang. the bad ones out of the way. I think yeah. these guys are yeah. dead. I will tell you that you know most of the important stuff. You okay. just don't know what they're immune to, for example. And, you know, Being undead, you also know that they benefit from negative healing. So you can harm them with healing spells and heal them with harming spells. So if you were to use, say, Vampiric Touch, you would heal them. Don't have it prepared! That's interesting. Well, your healing spells would hurt them. Yeah. Uh, so can I? Can we assume everyone has that information now? Then. Oh yeah, we'll relay that to the rest of the group. But a lot of my spells do a lot of damage to undead things. So these ghouls are in trouble. Um, Arya is going to get into her bag and pull out a pair of pliers. Are there pliers in this world? Um, I think so. Like kind of tools for blacksmiths and stuff. Great. Why would you have that? Um, because I like tea. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, I just I don't make a big thing about it, but just bend down, 
take out my pliers and pluck one of the fangs. And I put it in a jar with other teeth in it. There were a couple rattles. And I put back in my, my stuff. A ghoul, okay. a ghoul dentist among all your other traits. Mm, I wouldn't say a dentist of sorts, but I like the title. Um, if if we're done here, we are burning in ability. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go um, the door. All right, so you may maneuver up toward the northern door, you said? Correct. All right, you look through the door, and what you see is a short, 30-foot-long, I guess relatively short, considering the scale of the temple, 30-foot-long hallway with two rooms on either side. Looks like they also, doors have just been left askew. Um, can we... At the end of this 30-foot hallway, there's another set of doors, and which are left partially open. And through that, you can see the hallway extends quite a ways, like out of your depth of vision. Um, so the doors, the two doors on the sides of this hallway, are they small, are they single or double doors? Uh, those ones would be single doors, but they're fairly large. Um, can we proceed up so we can look through those? Yeah. Are they right across from each other? Yeah, there's like two sets, okay. each one right across from each other. Oh, there's two sets of double doors, or single doors. Yeah, so four do- doors total. Okay. You walk up and you look in the first set of doors, left and right. Uh, you see a room with... Uh, there are crates and chests laying about. There are also hooks on the walls that contain clothing that are uh, holding these very small sized like child's robes. They look similar to the ones the acolytes are wearing, but they're uh, the acolyte ghouls are wearing these sort of deep brown robes. These are all white, although they've definitely collected a little bit of dust over the past 4,000 years. Uh, you notice that and this is a peculiar thing as well. Everything here, the clothing, even the clothing the ghouls were wearing, everything looks like it hasn't really been touched by time. So those robes should have rotted away, you know, thousands of years ago, but they're still sitting there. So either side, you see this exact sort of thing. It looks like some sort of changing room. Uh, the next set of doors, uh, you walk up and you look to the left and the right, and you see same exact thing. It appears to be like a almost ceremonial-looking uh, bathing chamber with a very large depression in the middle that looks like it would have held water, but is now dry. And then there are also doors connecting the changing room area to the ceremonial bath chamber, so they're connected to each other as well. Um, is there any source of light, or is this just what we're seeing within our sphere? Uh, this is just the people with just the dark vision. See. You two we are still... Okay, yeah. great. We'll relay all this to them, though. Uh, the, the rooms don't have any people in them, right? No. Okay. Now you see no people. You see no remains either. So not like dead people laying around. Because none of them are dead. All the all the doors are open. Yeah, it looks like somebody just wandered through and just kind of opened all the doors, looking for something or whatever, and just never bothered to close them. Nobody living here, properly living here. There's no reason to really, you know, close your door so you can get a good night's sleep or because you have to do something behind closed doors. Can I close um, the doors to the changing rooms to the hallway? Sure. And also the bathing rooms? Yeah, if you want to. Um, your invisibility uh, sphere is almost out at this point. Uh, that would be a good way to remember where we've gone before if we shut the doors. Yeah, can we shut the double doors behind this quietly? 
you can attempt to by making a either athletics or acrobatics roll. See how dainty you can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Only acrobatics? one person gets to try. So uh, I would like to try with acrobatics, unless somebody else wants to try. I absolutely do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be either me or you and I, a master. Uh, I'm just trained in acrobatics. Because I think all three of us are masters in acrobatics. That was my role. <laughs> What'd you get? 23. All right, you slide the double doors shut. They barely make a sound. Again, as if they were very well crafted yeah, and time just hasn't done anything to you know, slow that down. So you close them as quietly as you can. They make a little bit of a rumble as they both sink into each other. There's no way to lock or bar them, you notice. So you can close them, and their weight keeps them in place until someone opens them. However, you can't stop them from being open. None of these doors that you've seen have locks or bars of any sort on them. Are there handles on them? or Yes. So say I pull out a shovel out of my bag of holding, would I be able to pry that underneath it? Uh, into the handles? Yeah. yeah, I think you could do that. It wouldn't be the... I mean, at least we would know if something yeah, is yeah. trying to Somebody open the door. Yeah, have to snap their way in. Uh, uh, I do you have guys r- object to that? I do have rope, if we could like tie them together. I have rope too, but which would be more of a secure way to do that? Um, yeah, either one is going to require that the whoever gets through make an athletics check to bust the door down, basically. Well, I'd rather just have so, the shovel in case we need to get out of there quickly, because we can just pull the shovel if you there wrap is that. the door with rope. Okay, that's fine. We need to make an sure. exit. I'm just thinking you only have one shovel, right? You have a shovel and a hammer. They're cheap tools. It's whatever. It's at least something to... So you can only bar one door, is what I'm saying, though. Well, I'm barring the door that matters, you but know? If we, have three, if we have three lengths of rope, we can always tie, rope, tie doors, yeah, too. Okay. <laughs> so I uh, don't need to tie that many GD doors. I'm just trying to secure it so we can figure out what the hell we're gonna do here. Um, does this chamber have visibility into the next chamber where the door was slightly askew? Chamber? Sorry, the next the, the so we've closed yeah, the door behind us door and we have to yeah. close the two side doors. Can and we? You can, can kind of see down the hall and you see a bunch more doorways on on either side of the hallway, but you can't. It's a very long hall, so you can't see all the way to the end of it. Okay. Um, Are we like in the hallway of like one of the crests then? Uh, like we're moving like further into like one of like the arches. Yes, yeah. you're, it feels like you're moving into one of the wings. Okay. I am going to pull out my jellyfish lamp from my bag of holding, and I'll hand one to Shelby or to Krista, Miss Aria Speedwagon. This is Anton. Wow, thank you. Um, and then I'll pull out my other one for me. So, what exactly do those do functionally? They're just lamps. They're bioluminescent so jellyfish 20 lamp. feet, 30 mm-hmm. feet. Is your invisibility thing done? It's getting ready. Yep. It's about right. It's about right. It's a pulp. As bright as candles, but they don't say how far they go. So I'm assuming it's like a short area. Well, I can have like a dancing light follow you guys. It says they're as bright as candles. Can you just activate your halo? Yeah, but I'm worried that's going to make me a target. <laughs> is the thing. Wait, uh, can't can't I just cast light? You on, like, two a rock? can just walk ahead, and we can like stay behind you too. I have dancing lights. I can literally like. You cast two light. can walk in the dark. That's yeah. fine. Oh yeah, why don't we we'll we'll move like thirty or, you know, sixty feet ahead and let them, be. You know what I mean? Like, we can scout. You guys can go walk ahead. Yeah, do that. So just so you know, uh, a lantern goes thirty thirty. So thirty feet of 
regular light, 30 feet of dim light, unless you have low light vision, which extends that. And a candle does 10 feet. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I mean, so that's, long as we yeah. can see we're right, right in front of us. Okay. I mean, you can't see much further, but you're you know, not going to run into a wall at least. How, right. You how, wouldn't really be able to like peer into the rooms. Yeah, I mean, with your low light vision, you're going to be able to see further. Further though, yeah. Because like I, I can see in low light, so if there's a little bit of light, and then it's like what? Like 20 feet? 10 feet probably then? Yeah. 20. I'll be able to see 20. You'll be able to see 10. 10. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I could just cast light on a couple of pebbles couldn't i and give them each other i have light. dancing lights i can literally just make like four lights appear and just like oh my god i already pulled the goddamn jellyfish lamps out that i <laughs> yeah, had it only and haven't does a candle's worth of light for i 10 feet. don't care okay but it's not going to illuminate anything if it's only 10 feet in front of you we don't I can see in front we're of, not I can trying see in front to me. fucking light okay, the whole fine, place up fine, then just fine. i'm not trying to light the whole okay, place up fine, be trying to be discreet fine Fine. <laughs> the be great the light debate. Be in the dark. Be in the dark. We have candles. Okay, then enjoy we have your candle. beautiful jellyfish. Okay, so what's enjoy the next life. course of action here? Jesus. You guys There's a whole long hallway leading away from you. And there are doors, again, on either side of the hallway, just parallel to each other the entire way you go. Do, should we comb through every every room or just to see if people are in there and close the doors i think we i think we move to the end of the wing closing doors as we go and that way we know that this wing is clear because the worst thing that could happen is that we start running from something and we don't have somewhere safe to run to whereas like if we know that no one is in this wing we can always retreat to this wing you know what i mean like if we get overwhelmed plus if we want to hide somewhere like hiding at the end of a really long hallway in like a room is kind of pretty good yeah, I'm into it. So, uh, sure. my my vote is that we we just continue along this wing to see what we find. Yeah. You guys Let's walk go. ahead, and obviously, if anything goes down, okay, I guess we've got the rear covered. I guess Carl and I will start scouting the rooms and shutting doors as we go. Okay, so you two march ahead. Uh, Ari and Becca's kind of taking up the rear, just in case you know you get ambushed. I know where you're standing. Do you, uh, does anybody have their familiar out? Uh, yeah, um, mine's out. Okay. He's sitting on my shoulder. Neo doesn't hear familiar satchel. So as you move down this hallway, glancing into this door that you see a kitchen, a pantry, a dining hall, some toilets, a couple of, uh, like washrooms. Was there food in the kitchen? There is no food in the kitchen. It looks like, as a matter of fact, when you go into the kitchen and look around, you can see that all the cabinets, everything, same thing with the pantry. It looks like everything was raided at some point. There is one very large cauldron in the center of the kitchen, which kind of is peculiar because as you get near it, you realize that it's uh, warm. Like it's some sort of magically heated cauldron that they used to make, you know, batches of stew or whatever. It's a walking cauldron? Doesn't look like it's gonna walk anywhere. Uh, it looks it look like val- it's firmly, firmly in place onto the floor. Does it look valuable? Uh, I mean, a magically heating cauldron is probably fairly valuable. Probably get you know, maybe a hundred gold for it. It's uh, you know, it's fucking big. How <laughs> big? It wouldn't fit into the opening of my. It's bag definitely not gonna fit in the bag of holding. It wouldn't fit in the bag of holding. No, it's it's. This is literally big enough for like two grown adults to climb into. Big, like, I want to make a stew, baby. It's like a witch's pot. We'll have to come back for this thing. 
This is made for institutional style cooking. Where you need to create enough stew for, you know, 40, 50 people. Get yourself a stew, baby. I would say <laughs> if we're going to remove anything from these hallowed halls, it shouldn't take that much effort. Because what if it just crumbles to dust in our hands? How about that tooth in your jar? I'm willing for one for one tooth's worth of bone ash. <laughs> bone ash. Um, so I'm I'm wondering whether all the rooms that have been opened have been cleared out already. It would appear that way. They appear pretty ransacked and empty. Examining the rooms, you do realize that, yeah, the food's gone. Uh, as you get further down the hallway, you realize that the hallway itself ends in a stairway that leads up. And you can see the stairway kind of leads up to a like a landing that wraps back around, presumably for another hallway that traces its way back above you. And when you finally get to the end of the hall, you discover two things. One is you find eight different smaller rooms that look like they're bedrooms of some sort. You see clothing and all that sorts of stuff. Again, no bodies, no remains of any people, and no ghouls, nothing squirming around. And then on the opposite side of that, you find a sizable library. There are hundreds, possibly up to you know a thousand or twelve hundred books, lining the walls. There are bits and pieces, like a, a few empty slots here and there, but for the most part, the library looks untouched, as if it just hasn't been used. Laying around the library, still perfectly usable. You see parchment. You see inkwells, quills. There's a couple of tables that look like they're study areas. And again, no lights. No, no lights. Um, can I detect magic in here? Uh, yes, you can. You send out your magic blip and <laughs> detect nothing. Oh. I detect nothing magical in here. Um, do any of the books look like they're about this empire? The books themselves don't have titles like scrawled across the binding. So okay. you're, you have to take a degree of time to start searching through them if you wanted to get that information. Okay. Uh, which we don't have. I'm going to start looking for a way to light this room because I want to look at the library things. Oh, um, I, I got you. Okay. There are oil lamps lying about. Still seen, The oil still seems fresh. I'll cast dancing lights above us. I was just gonna, I was just gonna light the, I was gonna light I mean, the lanterns. You the jellyfish lamp too. I do, but I want, I oh, want the full, want I want, the full yeah, I want full can I, uh, light. Can I cast light on a couple pebbles and give them the uh, real? I believe you yeah. can only cast light on one thing at a time. I don't, um, I don't tell anyone what I'm doing. If you do a second <laughs> casting, it just changes its location. Well, I want to look around in here and let you guys look too. Oh, so. okay. Um, I could cast on one. Okay. Um, I'll cast okay. dancing lights above us too. Which... You got dancing lights. You got a light spell. <laughs> yeah. You got jellyfish lamps, and you got lanterns. This room is bright as a fucking sun. There you go. You can see everything. Sunbeam. I've seen it all. Seen everything. Um, you cast light on that pebble, right? Yep. I'm gonna stand at the doorway and I'll huck that pebble down the hallway. Okay. All right. It makes a click, 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 click noise as it flies down the hallway. Nice. Yes. I'm just gonna stand there and watch the hallway. All right. There's also the stairway. To your other Going side. up, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I can see that closely. I have my jellyfish lamp there, so. I'm watching the stairway. Right. In the so hallway. you're on guard. What are the rest of you doing? 
I'm going to pull books off the wall and see like what language they're in or just snippets of certain books. Okay. They are in a language you go barely recognize. And it's probably Al-Shaheen. Do we have those? Who has those? I, ha- I have them. Should I try them? them on? Sure. Yeah, just. Um, can I use the goggles of comprehension? To the conundrum goggles. The conundrum goggles to, to read the Ashahin? To see if we can find something that, that gives us some insight? Yes, you can. And Arya, what are you doing while they're doing all this? Looking for maps. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have every single one of you make a perception check. And what is perception? Except for, oh. sorry, not, not Beckus. Oh, just us in the library? Yeah, just the one searching through the books. I got 25. 25. 27. Nice. All right. And Carl? The perception is a 19. All right, so you, you're using the conundrum goggles, right? Yep. All right, so you start scanning through, and the only thing you realize is that you're just flipping through books. They're all a very wide variety of a very wide variety of subjects. You see mathematics. You see different things. That, how to identify plants in nature. It looks like an academic library where you find like 10 books of varying levels of difficulty on one subject. They're very rigidly sort of set up on these uh, on the bookshelves. So each one has its own section. You don't like find one that's out of place. What about history books? You find some history. Well, you're doing like a general scan. Besides, you actually technically failed the roll. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ori, as you're searching through, you find an entire section. You're like kind of flipping through them and looking and seeing if there's maybe something in a different language. You find an entire section that constitutes a good 20% of the books where the pages are just blank. And then you start to search further and then you find other books where it's be like half the pages are blank. Or they're just little pieces, like a paragraph here, a paragraph there, or even just sometimes words are all blank. Ori. Sorry, Aria, not Ori. You find one and you're flipping through and you're finding some blank pages too. And it's like, what, what's going on here? Why there's nothing written in these books? And then you do find one that's almost all of it's blank, but you do find a whole lot of maps. And make... Uh, you don't have any sort of like geographical lore or historical lore or anything? Just city lore and portion grand lore. Uh, make society check. 24. Hold on. Let me make sure. 15 plus 9. <laughs> 24. So glancing over these maps, you start to recognize certain features from other maps. I mean, you've traveled around a lot, obviously. For the Speedwagon Incorporated. And so you recognize a lot of these different features. A lot of stuff's different. Like, there looks like there's indications of cities and towns that you're like, there's not a town there. Or there'll be whole big blank spots where you know, like, that. no, if this is where I think it is, that should be the capital of this kingdom. I've been there before. So these maps are definitely not up to date. <laughs> now, one peculiar thing about the maps is a lot of the map. The uh, so so most of the cities, features, rivers, you know, mountains, whatever are named. But there are spots that just aren't. So there, there's a lot of cities that have no names to them, like somebody just forgot to label them. Um, I keep this book 
Um, and I, are there any words? Or is it just, is this one just maps? There are some words labeling the like features. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't read them because it's in a language you don't understand. Right. Uh, but for the most part, it, it seems to be a collection of maps with pages in between that are mostly blank, uh, sort of separating each map as if it's some sort of perhaps some sort of like geography text. Cool. Um, I grab this and then I look for the like the space in the library that might be like information about what this is. Like if there's like an like if there's like a oh. Welcome to the Temple Library. Like, a, like, re- a, like a reference desk? <laughs> a tourist pamphlet? <laughs> Where's the uh, desk? Yeah. Where does a librarian sit? Is there a map with like a UR here that we could find, maybe? Uh, make a perception, Jack. Why not? There's a place you gotta go with us. A place you <laughs> gotta go. When she crits, it makes me make something up. Oh, no. 24. All right, you look around. You don't see anything that seems... I mean, you guys have already spent like 30, 40 minutes doing this right now. So... Okay, Um, if I don't really see anything, I'm going to head towards whoever is going to be wearing the the special goggies. Carl. Carl's oh, got the goggies. Thank you. I'm going to 25 for that roll. Okay. That changes Still, nothing. yeah, nothing... Yep. Nothing that seems very specific to this temple. Ori, Carl, what are you doing now? Um, if we like, if we took a book out of here with those goggles in enough time, would it be possible for us to learn the language like by translating it? Given the sheer volume of books, if you took these out and just knowing you know, common terms, like you could grab a whole section on plant identification or um, you know, math, or something like that, and pull them out, and just by your own personal knowledge of the subject, you'd be able to translate it pretty fast. If you took the books to Morgana, she would be able to create a usable dictionary in no time. I'll gather up like four or five books that I think would be the best to do that with. All right. Uh, I'm looking for history books still. Uh, Make one more perception. And there goes a hero point already. Ooh. 29. Based on what you've already been flipping through and what everybody else is sort of conveying about what they have been discovering, you quickly discover or kind of piece it out that all those blank books were probably the history books. Because based on what you're looking at in these other books... Uh, by you know, using your translation goggles, any time the discussion in the book starts to move toward or in a particular direction, the words are gone. And you kind of figure out that this, it, it looks like any time the book is trying to reference the Ashahin or the empire of the Ashahin, the, everything that recorded, that is, was potentially recorded there is gone. Which would explain why there you're finding dozens and dozens of books that are just completely blank. That's probably a historical record of this empire that's uh, you know supposedly lasted hundreds of years. So the the books are blank, like magically cleansed. Like the pages are still there, but the text is just yeah. It looks like it's never been written on. Um, I will 
point this out to everybody. And then just look for some books to help us get a grasp of the language. How okay. do we know how old this temple is? Just because someone was like, this temple is... They have, through previous games, puzzled out that the Ashahin Empire existed sometime 4,000 years ago, although there's no records of it. Okay. At least I think you guys puzzled it out. Otherwise, they just gave it away. No, we didn't. Pre- yeah, I'm pretty we, sure you guys like yeah, uh, we, da- you like dated the... Uh, I think Morgana actually gave you that information. Yeah, we, she we, told us. She, yeah, she the figured first book. Up. Yeah. Um, so then... I'm, I don't have anything else to find in this yeah, room. Yeah, I don't either. So um, we'll go join Jordan, and I'll extinguish the dancing lights in this room. And we were up the stairs now, or down the stairs? Uh, you're at the base of the stairs. Um, let's climb the stairs. Yeah. Should we go first and have them walk behind us? Yeah. Mm. You ascend the stairs, and then go up to the landing. The landing does a 180 back to where the hall continues basically the direction you came from, except... 20 feet up or 15 feet up. And you see the same thing, just doors on either side. Are they all open again? They are. Yeah, I guess we'll continue our... Close them as we go. Are there like any of those robes in the rooms? In these new rooms? Mm -hmm. Well, if you wait for me to describe it, maybe there will be. Because each and every one of these rooms that you're passing appears to be a child's living quarters. Small beds, you see chests, you do, you see robes laying across the beds. No children, but it's like a modestly comfortable room that was specifically designed for a child. Now, as you're walking through, something else becomes apparent is that as you start to examine these various rooms, you realize that, okay, every, all the things here that are telltale about the sex of the children, this is probably where the girl's children lived. Which means that if this temple mirrors itself on the other side, that was probably like the boy's dorm down there. When you get about halfway down the hallway, you notice two things. One, on either side, there are two rooms that were made for adults, and they contain a lot of different stuff. Uh, There are a few implements of uh, punishment, you know, like paddles sort of things, like actual corporal, corporal punishment. So you're guessing that these are the people that maybe took care of the kids? I grab one of the paddles and drop it into my bag of holding. Well, as you're doing this, you look into the you look into the southern or I'm sorry, you look into uh, the eastern room, you see this caretaker's chamber. The one on the western side, the door's a little bit closed, so you have to push it open, and then when you push it open, you see a skeleton wearing robes that are all torn up. Uh, skeleton, it looks like pieces of it have been kind of broken off and then scattered across the ground. You see the remains of probably five children, just bones, though. You can tell that they're children because of the size of the skulls, the size of the bones. But it looks like just scattered bones and, again, just tattered shreds of these small white robes. Like a skeleton, like not like a living. That's a dumb question. Like not like a not an animated okay, skeleton. Okay, no. thank, it, you, thank you. It looks like yeah, okay. It looks like these bones were like cleaned. Uh, are there any possessions with the person? Since they're, uh, you do see on the ground near the adult a large, like a kitchen knife. It's kind of like uh, nicked up. It doesn't look like. 
age is taking it all. It's not rusted or anything. It's just laying next to him. Can I investigate the bones to see if I can find anything? You can make a medicine check. Yes. To see what my medicine is. I think it's nine. Tell us, Bone Doctor. What bones. do you see? Have you ever seen that one TV show about bones? I think it's called Bones. 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 <laughs> With Jessica Day's sister? 14 plus 9 is what? 23. Three. An examination of the bones uh, quickly reveals what happened. These bones have all been gnawed on. Yeah, so man. these remains uh, were eaten. The ghoulies. Someone gnawed on these bones. <laughs> Um, um, how recently? Um, that is hard to tell, but it appears as though they were nibbled upon. Well, they're bona fide. Well, they so were probably a while. Well, I mean, yeah, they were picked clean. Like whoever ate these particular people got down to the last morsel. Like needed, probably sucked the bones. They needed dry. the nourishment from their bodies. <laughs> Um, I would like to take a couple of the child's hands and perhaps a couple skulls and drop those into my bag of holding. Okie dokie. Wow. Morbid. Uh, mm. So, Carl, why don't you make a perception check to see if you can find anything else near? Because you did say you were searching, and I kind of walked by on that one. 20. All right, you look around. You find what looks to be a diary that was written by this person. Again, it's like two-thirds missing. Just blank pieces here and there, but it appears to be an accounting of daily activities and duties regarding making sure the children are learning, making sure the children are uh, maintaining uh, physical uh, ability, making sure the children are remaining calm so that there's no anxiety within them, that they appear to have a very intense and precise way of raising or dealing with these children or training them or whatever. Uh, time in the library, learning different subjects seems to be probably the most emphasized activity for the kids. So they're going to sacrifice these kids? Learning about anything specific? or All subjects. All subjects. There's little notes here and there of disappointment. So-and-so is not learning her geography So as well. You know, the mistress will be disappointed. Weren't they forcibly tutoring the other children that they sacrificed as well? Lady Gilligama was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to relay all this information and keep the, the journal. Okay. So you leave those doors behind, unless you have anything else to do there. More children's quarters to the left and to the right. And up ahead, as your light starts to penetrate the gloom, and those of you with dark vision begin to see, you see a room at the end. A room that looks like it's wider than it is deep with a little alcove at the end of it. And you see an altar there. Behind the altar is a lump of stone. It looks like someone began to carve something and then just stopped. It's vaguely in the shape of a head. And you can kind of make out a depression that maybe that's the mouth or the eyes. Flanking the altar, or flanking the niche, so forward from the altar, are two large, what looks like, unfinished statues you can see a base to them you can see a shape that looks like it's supposed to be legs that goes up into a torso but there's no details on it it looks like somebody literally started to carve something and then just stopped after getting the basic form you'd have to get closer to find anything else out though that's just what you see from afar that's in the room at the end of the hallway yeah 
It are appears there to more... be some sort of chapel, but it like uh, looks unfinished. Are there more rooms before that room? Yes. Okay. As you're walking along again, left, right, left, right, uh, it's a kid's chamber. And it looks like this sort of dormitory or whatever you want to call it held 40 children and then about 10 adults who uh, probably did the cooking and the cleaning or whatever. Just this one side? Yes. Okay. You see, you count 40 total kids' rooms. But all, like, girl-oriented, yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of decipher that, that it, this must have been the females or the, the girls' wing uh, or the girls' dormitory or whatever you want to call it. And one bed per room? Yes. Each one had their own room. And it looks, like, fairly comfortable. Definitely much better than probably some of you uh, had when you were being <laughs> being raised. Maybe not Beckus. Mm. <laughs> Definitely be better nice. than where he lives mm. now. <laughs> Do you even know who I am? <laughs> My dad owns a dealership. Um, I guess we'll proceed towards the chapel. All right, you walk up toward the chapel, and as you get closer, you can see it's about 30 feet deep. It's fairly large, and then you see on the ground dozens of what appear to be prayer mats. They've been kind of kicked and scattered about. As you get, uh, There's no other defining features in the room, except why don't you all make perception checks? Oh. Twelve. All right, you do not... Twelve? Your bonus should be more than that. <laughs> I get eleven for my bonus. So you roll a natural one? Yeah. Okay, you are... So busy, being paranoid, and looking behind you that you don't notice anything. I got a 14. 14? Nothing there. 29. Nice. Vegas? 23. I'm not very perceptive. You're not. All right, so (laughs) 29 makes it. Just barely. As you're kind of poking your head into this temple area, you look around and you realize the walls are scarred. So you've been walking through this perfectly finished I believe it was granite, I think is what I said it was. And you now see a ribbon sort of halfway between the ceiling halfway between the ceiling and the floor of scarred wall. It almost looks like, um, like you know you have an apartment and you like hang something up with a nail and then before you leave the apartment you put the putty in it Mm -hmm. and so it kind of blends into the wall but not quite. It looks like somebody did that except with granite. And there's just scarring all over the walls in this kind of band, this like four foot wall, uh, thick, four foot, foot, four foot tall band that wraps around the entire room. And just weird scarring. Huh. I'll go check out the altar. All right. You approach the altar, and as you do, there's a grinding noise, and you hear a crack, shattering of rock as the two statues flanking either side of the altar, break apart, forming arms and legs as they attempt to reach out and crush you. Everyone roll perception for initiative. Perception for initiative? Yes. That's the way it works in Pathfinder 2. Well, usually. (laughs) Um, Carl, what'd you get? Uh, Okay, someone is re-rolling their initiative with a hero point. What'd you get, Carl? Uh, 16. Oh, my God. Ari? I also got a 17. Aria? 25. 16. I rolled one higher. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So the first round goes to Arya. Person who's only been in one Pathfinder 2 combat. So the rules here, you get three actions. Attack is an action. Movement is an action. Some of your special abilities require more than one action. Some of your special abilities require you a panache to use, and some of them require that you chain them. So um, good luck with that. What would you like to do? <laughs> we'll um, take as much time as we need. Great. And you can ask as much advice from everybody else mm-hmm. as you need until you get used to this. Mm. Um, great. I don't know my panache points off the top of my head, so I'm going to start with movement. Um, I'm going to move, and right. I can move. Your speed is 25 feet? 25. So you're going to move straight at him? Yes. So do you want to move to the, toward the one on the right or toward the one on the left? Um, towards the one on the right. That's um, one move. Great. Can I move twice? Yes, you can. Um. Okay. So we're. I'm gonna move. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. And I just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit it. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. You rush toward the one on the right as it's breaking free, forming into this humanoid-like figure. And make an attack with whatever weapon you happen to be using. It's my lion scythe. And here's this. May I grab? Yeah. Help or actually, here. Yeah, help yourself to anything. I don't want to like no, know, no, no. mess up your no. vibe. You're fine. Yeah, this one feels good. But this one's opening, so that's what the universe wants. Really, it's a problem. <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting quite nervous, so I might use that later. Okay. All right. Make your attack roll. This is it. This is what I meant to do first. Okay. So that's 26. 26 is a hit. Okay. Nice. Great. So then I have three d6 plus one as the damage. You got two d6 plus three. Okay. Great. So that's seven. Um, plus three, so nine. And that would be a ten. Don't ten. Yep. Ten. <laughs> Math. 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 You run up and you strike it with your... What the fuck is your weapon again? Lion Scythe. Lion Scythe. So it's like a little heavy version of like a sickle or something. Yeah, it mm-hmm. has like a little And as back. you hit it, you notice that it scrapes across the stone body of this creature and you chip a piece off but it doesn't look like you did as much as you should have great uh that's all and that is your third action that's it now we move on to ori great um can i recall knowledge to find out more about these creatures you can you can recall knowledge with um oh i believe it's an arcane roll arcane roll Okay. Okay. Yeah, for this particular type of creature, okay. I'm guessing. I will make that roll. I got a 17. Technically, you can use Arcana or Crafting, actually. Oh, that's <laughs> you got a what? 17? Yeah. Um, the only thing you can figure out that it's some sort of construct. It does not appear to be alive at all. It doesn't appear to be undead at all. But beyond that, you can't think of off the top of your head any particular strengths weaknesses to it uh okay does that's a, one action okay is a construct usually made by something else right yes okay um can i oh fuck that's two actions I two actions will. left 
I will cast shield on myself for one action. Okay. And then for oh, no. And then I will. I don't have anything to do with my third action. Can you like save a third action? If you want? No. No. You can't. No. No. And you could back <clears throat> up. You could, you could cast shield. I already, I already did. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll just back up. Can it? Is it? And can it reach me from where it is now? Uh, it doesn't appear. So. No. Yeah, I'll back up just like five feet. Okay. That brings it into Carl and Beckus. Why don't you choose which one wants to go first? Go ahead, Beckus. Unless you want me to. Any preference? All right. You want Carl okay, to go first? I will cast Kinetic Ram at the golem creature on the left. I need to be within 15 feet of it, so okay, I will... So you can make one move that. and get... Ex- let's see here. You got to move 25 feet? Yeah. Hi. All right. You run up, stand beside Ari, and you cast your kinetic ram. Yeah. How does that work? Is it so attack roll, saving throw? I'm, it's only a one action to target one creature within 15 feet. I guess I could spend two actions to push it back further if I wanted to. But is it against a wall? It is against a wall. That's probably not going to be too helpful. I'm just going to go ahead and use two actions to do that. All right. So is it attack roll or saving throw? That one will be a saving throw for you. Fortitude. So basic fort? Yep. A <laughs> natural one. He critically fails. So you're going to take 1d6 of bashing damage. Double damage on a critical failure. If it's a basic saving throw, critical failure is double damage. One, three, seven. So seven damage. Or bludgeoning, I'm sorry. And it's knocked prone. All right. I mean, that's kind of nice. You slam it with your spell. You just see the tiniest of cracks. But it does fall back, bounce off the wall, and then slip to the ground where there it lies, prone. Carl, you're up. Oh, wait. That was it, right? That was all three? Yep. That was all three. Carl, you're up. Um, I would like to recall knowledge about them and see if I can figure out anything. Okay. Arcana or, Arcana, or you can actually use crafting. I'll it's use Arcana. On list. Uh, 27. All right, this is what might be known in common parlance as an animated statue. They're a construct. They're basically assigned a task, so they have no discernible alignment. They just do what they're told to do. In this case, seems to be beat anybody up who tries to fuck with the altar. They are mindless, so they're not affected by any sort of mental abilities. And as a construct, they are immune to the following. Bleed, drained, necromancy, sickened, death effects, fatigued, non-lethal damage, unconsciousness, disease, healing, paralyzation, doomed, uh, mental damage, as I said, and poison. You also know that due to the way they're construction, constructed, they have sort of a natural hardness, which absorbs damage. But if you hit them hard enough, say with a critical hit, or reduce their hit points uh, far enough, their hardness doesn't go away, but they become much easier. Basically, their AC goes down <laughs> if you get them down to half hit points. Um, okay. I would like to cast haste. Okay. And that would be the rest of your actions. I don't get an extra action. Oh, a strider strike. Yes. Can I strike him with a shot? Uh, with your bow? Yeah. Uh, which one? The one uh, on the ground or the... Uh, well, the I'll one? do the one that's standing if possible. Okay. Or, or it uh, doesn't matter. They do, he does have cover because there are two people in between. Oh, can I shoot the one on the ground? Yes, you can. 
Okay. Uh, how about a 22? A 22 is going to hit. Okay. Hit on a 22. Okay. What if the crit's like really low then, too? I gotta freaking remember what, what the D8 looks like. Uh, he's also considered flat footed while prone. Okay, awesome. 12 damage. Um, and four of it is, I believe, force damage. Okay. So it's eight points of. I think it's piercing damage. And that's my turn. Alright. And I may be doing this wrong, but I don't believe hardness. Reduces anything but physical damage. Okay. Could be wrong on that and be doing it wrong, but whatever. So you hit it, and a crack appears in it. A few chunks of rock go flying out of it. That's about it. Um, can I? Can, let me ask. As as someone that shot people with a lot of arrows, can I tell? Um, like the arrow wasn't very effective. Like I can tell that the. Well, yeah, you can tell from the shots that are being taken that this thing is. <laughs> It's hard to damage. You're basically trying to damage an object at this point. Got it. So it's uh, going to be a pain in the ass. Okay. So it's their turn now. First of all, this one just goes crazy on Arya. Mm. Yeah, my big clunker's out for this one. Crazy. Giant ass dice. Oh, the clunker. So it swings with its fist, rolling a natural one. Okay. Oh, that, nice. These dice. Do you want my hero dice? I've got a great dice you can borrow. It rolls a lot of force. It swings again, this time with its multiple attack penalty. And gets a 20. Uh, my AC is 25. Right. I'm gonna miss. And it swings a third time and does not even get anything close. So it's just kind of lumbering, Ugh. swinging at you, and you just easily kind of dodge out of the way of this clumsy thing. The one that's prone now stands up, lumbers forward toward Beckus, and swings its big rocky fist. Getting 27. That will hit. All right. Its fist connects with your shoulder. Here, crunch and take 10 points of bludgeoning. And as it slams its hand into you, it grabs your shoulder and holds you in place. Well, it raises its other fist as if to hinge, punch you again. However, it's out of actions. So onward. All right, you are up. Um, How much bigger is this thing than me? Uh, not much. Maybe a foot taller. Okay, I'm going to try to just trip this this thing because it doesn't okay. I'm going to try to trip it. Okay. Okay, so here's how tripping works. You make an athletics check uh, against the target's reflex DC. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going to make an athletics check. This is 29. 29 is... Let's see, its reflex DC is a 17, so that's a critical success. The target falls and lands prone and takes 1d6 bludgeoning damage, which isn't going to matter because its hardness is 6. So you reach out, hook this thing in the back of its like wonky-ass knee, give it a tug, and it just slams to the ground. Um. Okay, so from what I heard, and please, I saw Carl do some damage with a piercing weapon. With, is that what I saw? With your arrow? With magic on the arrow. Oh, with magic on the arrow. Never mind. Um, I'm your just gonna weapon try. is technically magical, isn't it? If it, it is. I do it. have yeah. invested okay. and magical on so it. It will, I don't know it it will do damage. Yeah. Um, so I am going to just 
now that it's down, I'm going to hit it. Okay, now this I have is two actions. Or you have two it... more actions. Now this is going to be because tripping is an attack. It's going to be with your multiple attack penalty. Okay, which means it's going to be minus five unless it is an uh, agile weapon. Okay, it is. It is. Oh. So it's going to be minus four. Okay, but it has minus two to its armor class because it is brown. <clears throat> okay, so it's plus one. Uh, so total of minus whatever your normal attack roll would be, uh-huh. except two lower. Okay. Does, does she get panache for yeah, I was about to say. I don't know. I don't know either. I so, don't know how panache works. For right now? Panache is like no. movement, anything that involves, I think, her acrobatics. All right. Do we want to just pause and look this up yeah. real quick? I, I, we, yeah. we really should because I think panache affects her attack mm-hmm. bonus as well. It affects a lot it of the feats she can yeah, use too, so. To do performance, and then you would get panache if there is a action you wanted to take, one of your feats or whatever that did something panache. Okay, so I would have had to like be like, I'm going to take performance to start the battle, and then trip this thing. No, I mean you could do it right now. Okay, it, it would just give you panache now, and then you get to use it whenever I guess until you do something that makes you lose it. Okay, why don't you do like an athletics check to like jump up into the air and like try to like. We have acrobatics. Okay. You said acrobatics, right? Yeah. Her ability. Yeah. Which is like a little like jig, like dances on the statue and then jumps back. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna turn into a performance. And here, can I to use precise strike? I have to strike when I'm in panache mode, mm-hmm. and I'm using I'm getting into panache mode. So you have two actions. So you'd have to use one action to perform. Do the performance mm-hmm. acrobatics or whatever to get your panache mm-hmm. then the next action your final action you could use to attack you can spend great. that panache doing it though. okay great so yeah my performance i'm gonna like b-boy kick flip over to the other side <laughs> to the other side okay uh, uh technically that's a move oh, damn. uh but it would be kind of a tumble through as well which also gives you panache great so we'll just say that you can do it great we're He's behind cover if you're over yep. there. So now uh, I'm over there. So um, that's going to give him a better AC. That's okay for in this moment. That is okay. Could she be like <laughs> kickflip off the wall back to her original spot? Just as like <laughs> you do whatever flavor text you want. I'm just saying if you're in that position on the map, he's around the corner. Is there? Mm, oh, I understand. I understand. Um, okay, about? b-boy me back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Why don't you just death drop and kip up? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start voguing, and then I'm going to hop in the air. <laughs> That's my performance. All right. So make a, either your performance or acrobatics. We're going to do... Um, Chamber one's hard, higher, I'm assuming. We're going to do acrobatics. Strike a pose. And it's going to be a 29. All right. Hold that on. definitely beats... 12 his... plus 17. 29. 29. Yeah, that's a critical success if anything fancy happens with that. Um, <laughs> I think that would make him fascinated, but he's immune to mind effects, so Great. he does not get fascinated. However, you now have panache. Sweet. 20 minutes later, you have 20 your panache. Minutes later. Okay, <laughs> great. And now I'm going to strike with flair with my precise strike. Um, when you have panache, or panache, <laughs> you strike with an agile finesse melee weapon, which I can because I own one. Um you deal two additional precise damage, which would just make it plus my my results would just be no minuses, right? 
because no, you do additional two additional dice of damage. Oh, okay. Is that what it says? You deal two additional precision damage. Oh, just two? Yeah. Oh, that's not a lot. And I don't think that's just like plus, right? It's not two die, right? Well, no. If it just says two additional damage, I yeah. thought it was dice, Is like that sneak still attack. At level six on your one that you're looking at. Um, I'm just looking at the because very top. Because for me, if you're doing precise strike with your plus one lion strike or your lion sight, you do two d six plus three plus three precision. I'm looking. So you'll do six static damage. And does that precise strike? thing that's not a uh, like a feat that kills the panache right no it's i can only okay. use it if i'm in panache okay cool so it just gives you an extra three damage while you're in panache groovy right. okay 2d6 plus six do thanks, it thanks y'all so uh, nine plus six is 15 all right uh you bring your weapon down upon it and get a good hit and carve a chunk out of it but still Wait, did you do alive you, and kicking did she roll her d20 on to hit? Yeah. Oh. Oh, well. You should probably do that. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, 21. I would. So, 21. Uh, his air armor class is too lower because he's prone. And then you have minus four because this is your second attack. So, 21 minus four is 17. Yes. And his AC, even being prone, aka flat footed, is 19. So, you're actually Darn. missing. Oh. I'm gonna hero diet then. Normally, okay. I'll, I'll forgive you this time. I'm just saying. Normally, you have to say that before Beforehand. I tell you what yeah, the result. Got it. Okay. I was gonna suggest that she did, but we were talking. And I didn't want to talk over you. Okay. I'm gonna roll on a flat surface. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Twenty five minus four is twenty one. So you got twenty one this time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do that you want to give me your hero point there? Yes. 21 is going to hit, in which case you do do, you do, do. this amount of damage. That's, it would be 15. 15. Yeah, 15. Nine regular damage, three slashing, and three precision. I don't yeah. know if precision. It does not say it is immune to precision, so you're good. Okay. Onward. Ori, you're up. Um, I am going to... Uh, the one golem is like grabbing a hold of Becca's crew. It has Becca's grabbed, which means Becca's can't move. Um, I'm going to cast Interstellar Void, which is one of my like big spells that gives me a curse. Um, and then it is a fortitude check on your part. Saving throw fortitude. Okay, what type of spell is this? Uh, Interstellar Void is a sustainable spell up to a minute, and it brings a terrible chill to my enemy. They're cloaked in a freezing void. Which what are uh, what are the traits of this? Spell? Cold, Cursebound, Evocation, Oracle. Okay, so it is not immune to any of that stuff. Okay. All right, so it gets a fortitude save, you said? Yep. It's best save. How big is got, that? I got a natural one. Nice. These dice are banned. It's like four ones I've gotten on those stupid things. So critical failure. It's going to take double damage. Double damage of 4d6. Six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, so 28. 28 points of cold, cold damage. Cold damage. <clears throat> That's a big one. You strike it, the frost washes over it, and the whole creature just sort of cracks you see little hairline fractures run throughout the entire creature 
In this case, the object is now broken, which means its armor class is dropped dramatically for future attacks. And Ori, you have one more? Uh, yes, action? I have one action left. I will. I'm close enough to touch Becca's, correct? Uh, yes, okay. exactly. Um, I will cast uh, level one heal on Becca's with one action, which has a range of touch, healing him for 1d8, which I believe is this one. Right? It's the diamond one. Yeah. Healing him for two points. <laughs> <laughs> Becca's, you feel a slight tingling in your armpit. You're welcome. All right, Bacchus, you're up. I need to add those two hits. <laughs> Don't forget about those. Except, mm, that feels good. All right. Mm. I'm going to free myself from the grab. All right. Make the appropriate roll. It is an, you're trying to escape, and it's its athletics DC. Against its athletics? Yeah, it's an unarmed attack roll. So basically with your attack bonus that you normally would have, <laughs> Look at any of your weapons <laughs> and minus whatever your magic bonus is from that weapon. And that's a, your, your unarmed attack bonus. Basically, so I think. 12. All right. You have escaped. That's one action. All right. I am free from this pucker's grasp. Kick at the tits. It has no tits. <laughs> Whoever carved it never finished the boobs. Oh. That's the point. That's the, that's the part you work on first. <laughs> I will attempt to trip him. Okay. You're going to make a an athletics check against its reflex DC. I think that's what we did before. <laughs> Y'all going to have to remember these damn rules. What'd you get? Um, that would be a 18. You got an 18? All right, you got a lot of athletics, don't you? Uh, that's a success because it's only got a 17. <laughs> We're just tripping these bad boys, huh? You got me yeah, tripping. he trips. Oh. Cool. He falls to the ground again. These things are obviously very clumsy <laughs> and have incredibly poor reflex saves. You got one action left. I will use my final action to... Cast Inspire Courage, 60-foot emanation. Fuck him up! <laughs> Everyone in the area gets a plus one status bonus to attack rolls, damage rolls, and saves against fear effects. Nice. I love how that's just been my go-to whenever I cast that. It says, fuck him up! <laughs> Truly. Like Kestra. Yeah. Oh, God. Kyle, you're up. Um, I would like to move towards the left corner. Juana. Um, All right. Um... And then I'll cast Sudden Bolt at the prone. Which one? The one that's prone. Oh, the one that's <laughs> prone and adjacent to you. <laughs> All right, the closer one. The closer one. Okay, and that's reflex on his part. That is indeed. Let's use a dice that doesn't suck. Or not. Um, I got a 16. Uh, that's a failure. Wait, does he does he get a negative because he's prone? Does he get a reduction? On Unfortunately, it? no. It just makes him flat-footed. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, let me see what it is. Is it 40 12? Nice. Roll them up. Nice one. Uh, 14 plus 6 is 20 points of electric damage. 20 points of electric damage. Your arc, uh, your lightning arcs down, blowing it, shattering it apart. Uh, limbs, bits of rock go flying everywhere. Did you add a plus one? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, still dead, even with the plus one. <laughs> and I'll um, looks like I have line of sight to the other one now, so I'll shoot the other one. All right, go for it. Uh, it's going to be a twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. That one is not broken yet, uh, so it's just a normal hit. Is he prone though? Does he get a negative for that? It's a minus two. Yep. Cool. Uh, so oh, it's, I cannot recognize the dice shapes now. It's you know. I'm like, why can't I see? Uh, 14 points of damage. Four of it is um, electric. Ten of it is piercing. And that's my turn. All right. You launch another arrow into it. Shock waves of electricity ripple across the body. It's not dead. Not dead yet. It does stand up. Um, is that a movement? Uh, standing up does provoke an attack of opportunity. Person who actually has attacks nice. of opportunity. Great. Nice. I'm going to use it. All right. Swing. Um, okay. Now, remember, attacks of opportunity contribute to your multiple attack bonus for the next round. Um, so this when says, you go into the next round. This hmm? says this strike doesn't count towards your multiple attack oh, penalty. Oh, okay. I am thinking of something different. For some reason, I thought the DM. What am I thinking of? I don't remember. It might be a held attack. <laughs> and shall be well. Can I donate my hero point? Um, no. 20? 20? Wait, hold on. What am I rolling? An attack roll. Okay, 20. Now, this is something I'm not sure if it applies to Pathfinder 2, but this was a big deal during Pathfinder 1 because there was a trip lock you could do as a monk. So when somebody stood up, they would keep falling prone no matter how many times they tried to stand up. It was a fucking miserable thing. And uh, what was ruled then was that you are considered prone still until you stand up. Therefore, you can't make someone prone who's already prone. Therefore, you can't trip lock someone. That was the ruling. So therefore, since it is considered prone, it still has two less AC, which means you hit it. Great. That's my ruling (laughs) based off that horrible, horrible experience of watching someone build a monk that just tripped my fucking... I had a, like a white lord or something, and we just fucking spun him around in circles and beat the shit out of Yeah, it was Benny, very Benny Hill. It's fucking sad, and everybody else was just standing back, like throwing blocks at him and shit. All right, so roll some damage. Roll that beautiful weapon damage. <laughs> roll that beautiful damage. Okay. Four, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten, all right. You definitely do reduce the damage, as always. However, as you strike it, you see those hairline fractures start to ripple across the body of the creature, indicating that it is broken. And now that it stood up, it punches you. It punches you. Maybe. I do 19. No. (laughs) I punch you again. Uh, I do 22. No. No. Poop. Okay, monster does nothing. Uh, all right, it's your turn. My turn. Okay, so finish him. Finish him. Uh, great. So capoeira. Capoeira. Shit. I am going to. I want to fancy. How did how did trip work again? I'm sorry. Uh, you make a an athletics check. Check okay. versus its reflex DC, which I've already established is 17. So you just need to make a 17 or 
over and it falls to the ground again. Great. I'm going to fancily. You can also do your perform first before you yeah, shut that. Yeah. But you still have panache. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, until I bl- it doesn't expire at the end of each round. That would be terrible. You either have, <laughs> I know, you, have to, you use up panache points for certain actions. For finisher. Yeah, but she hasn't done oh, any for a finisher? Yeah. Okay. All she's using is the precision bonus. So, yeah, I'm going to trip him. Let's see. Okay, this is good. Plus athletics. Yes. Is that an attack roll? It is considered an attack, yep. So you get an additional plus one because I inspired you. Thank oh, you. So that's, that's right. going to be oh, a... and you also get an additional one damage to that last hit. That's going to be 30 then. Uh, 30 is a crit success. So it falls prone, takes 1d6 damage, which it doesn't actually take because it can't okay. take anything less than 6. Or and six now, or I don't know. how do if I So if I use the finishing strike, it just takes away my pizzazz, panache. Yeah. Okay, we're going I'm to... I'm going to do it. Do it. I'm going to do All it. All right. Finish it. <laughs> Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so sorry to drop you Absolutely. into seventh level no, I, combat. <laughs> you played I one love game. <laughs> We're here for it. What do you need? Um, I just need three d six. Um, oh wait, hold on. This says two d six plus three flashing, and then plus three d six plus three precision. Is that so? I would need f- six d six. So. No, five d six. Five. Yeah, the fin- I think the finisher does extra d6 based on your level, like a sneak attack. Jesus. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay, so she's rolling five. So you'll yeah, roll a 2d6 plus the, the finisher. Yeah, okay. it's like it's. 2d6 3, 3d6. Okay, perfect. So we're going to do. We're doing the slashing first, the 2d6 plus 3. So that's five, embarrassingly. And then. Seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen. So thirteen precision. Precision and then five slashing. Okay. Did you add the additional so eighteen total? On the end, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eighteen total. And then the one from Becca's. That that one I already one? yeah. Alright, and that, that expires your panache, so you need to get it back later yes. again. Yes. Alright. You slam into it and take a big chunk out of it. It's still moving. Damn it. I have one I have how many actions did that action finisher left? take? One or um, two? Just one. It didn't say. Then you still have one action. Okay, great. I'm going to... Nope, I'm going to stay, and I'm going to perform. <laughs> All right, go for it. I'm going to perform a little acapella tune. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I'm using my acrobatics. Oh, no, that's not great. Um, 17 plus 8. That beats its will, DC. 25. 25, and nice. I just... Well, DC is 17. <laughs> to shave at Great. Okay, you do that. And next up, Ori. Um, I'm thinking I can't have a lot of health left, right? It looks pretty broken, uh, broken up at this point, yeah. Right, I'm just going to use a cantrip called Divine Lance. All it's right. It's going to do chaotic damage to it, which is a spell attack. So what did you get? 17 plus 15. That's a crit. Cool. So I do 4d4 plus 4. I still don't have 4d4. Remember, I would do 4d4. Use them by now. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. Is the 4d4, uh, is that the doubled or is it? No, that's the base. The base is 4d4? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad for a cantrip. So it's going to do twice that much. Oh, my God, those are so great. 10 
plus four, so 14. And then doubled because you got a crit. 28. 28. Blows it into tiny little pieces of rock. Combat over. Pebbles. All right. So you've just finished blowing up these two animated statues without much, uh, not much trouble, actually. You're a little hurt, right? Whatever, it took 10 points of damage and you healed two of it. So can we um, search the room? Uh, you can look around the room. Um, why don't you make perception if you're going to search? This will take you about 10 minutes. 19. 23. Also 23. Anything higher than 23? Also 23. Wow, I'm still wavelength. Well, I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> Those who got 23, uh, you notice the scoring on the walls as well, if you haven't already. And you notice that they are very patterned. Like this weird scarring has distinct pattern to it that seems to trigger something in the back of your mind. Like you're, you're like, I'm seeing something, but I'm not seeing something here. I will allow you, however, to make a society check. Or if you have any, like, lore of stoneworking or anything similar. What about engineering lore? Engineering's not going to do it at this time, unfortunately. What about um, crafting? Crafting, no. Society check, 22. Uh, I got a natural 20 and I have a 33. Hello, you got a crit success. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what I rolled, so it doesn't matter. So you all start searching around this room. Some of you notice the scarring on the wall as well, trying to figure it out. Find nothing else of value here. There's this altar. Any symbols on it appear to be gone. Like, it's just, again, it looks just like this weird lump behind, just like the statues, like it's unfinished. Carl, what you start to decipher as you're watching it, you're looking at these walls. You're kind of putting two and two together. And it reminds you of the books with the missing words in them. And then you realize this scarring, these are pictures, or they used to be, but they've all been filled in. You can make out figures, and you make out the similar stylized uh, artistic flavor, whatever you want to call motif. it, design. huh? Motif. Uh, similar to the doors when you walked in, or on the walls of the outside. And you realize this room must have been... Uh, a mural wrap, must have wrapped around this room at some point. All these carvings on the wall look like they've all been filled in, as it almost looks like the rock just regrew. And then you look, the statues are the same way, the altars are the same way, the giant thing that should look like a kind of looks like a head behind the altar is the same way. It's like the rocks just decided that they didn't want details anymore. So you can kind of make out these figures and it looks like a religious rite of some sort it's difficult because everything's like patchy and weird but you can definitely make out figures holding out things to other figures and like some stuff that looks very abstract so a couple of symbols that look like they're probably water oriented uh, very similar to what was on the front door of the temple okay, and since you have a critical success remember this you might want to write this down on any future attempts to basically discern what the pictures used to be on the walls before they got filled in or whatever happened, you're going to have a plus four bonus on any of those rolls. For the rest of the game, 
Plus four bonus. I did not think you're going to get crit on that one, but good thing I wrote down the effects. So recognize regrown rock. Yeah, or uh, yeah, covered murals or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I guess regrown rock would help as well if you were like talking about like the statues or whatnot. Wow, that's mm. sweet. That's like the best crit I've ever yeah. had. Um, how big is this room again? Uh-huh. Um, how tall is the room I in? Also, I have my uh, speed is thirty. Ten feet. That's Your speed's all. at thirty when you have panache. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Um, so this room only has one entrance? Yes. This is the dead end. And based on the amount of ground you've covered, you're guessing that this temple is placed right above where the washrooms and like dressing areas were downstairs. So behind the altar, behind that wall, however thick it is, it's probably going to lead to that big uh, threshold room. Got it. So then... Can I investigate the altar? Is there like anything on the... Uh, well, you guys all... Did your perception checks yeah, and looked over at any markings that would indicate its religion, the god, anything of all regrown. Okay. Is it just murals that I have the bonus on? The bonus is for identifying what it might have been. Okay. So if you're trying, other people, everybody else can look at it and make a roll and be like, "What? What was this? What? What was supposed? To, what was the picture here before it got you know scarred up?" But you're gonna have a plus four in those rolls because you have kind of worked out the pattern. Got it. Okay. I cast Cozy Cabin. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys planning on taking a nap? Oh, uh, I mean, I thought we were going to continue exploring, right? I thought you were going to, like, check out these things more. I don't know. No, 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 no. I thought we already did. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I can't glean any more from these, right? I think it's just. No, like I said, you just it recognize some sort of religious ritual. That's going on, like, the, the, the picture as it used to be was some sort of religious ritual, and of course, again, the symbology of water. Uh, b- before you do that, I, I really think we should just keep moving, so I don't know how long we have before they get into the temple. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't care. So, um, if you don't want to rest, we're not going to have spells. I don't get them back without eight hours. Cozy cabin lasts twelve. Are we sh- I mean, do we want to pack it in for the night before we discover the other side, or... I think we should keep exploring. I'm, what, what I'm, I, I still are going to be getting that door open anytime soon. Well, the thing is, I, I have about half my kit left. I don't know. Yeah, me too. I have more than half. I'm I don't... At, I'm at like 80%. Yeah, my, my worry is that we stop here and, and get ambushed during mm-hmm. the night. Do you want to go find the ghouls? I think we should... I think we should explore the other side. Yeah, I, I'm on, I think I want to... At the very least, yeah. Did we explore everything on this one, like, wing? Yeah. Yeah, you've been through every room in okay. this wing, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I said we go back and either explore the middle or the other wing. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. I think we should try and lock, or, like, close these doors. I know they can't lock, but we need to close these temple doors in case someone gets in there. I don't know how far those things can go. Do we? Do you relay that? It looks like it, things are growing back. Yeah, I, I uh, any sort of knowledge that I ever glean, uh, assume that I'm sharing it with you. And this room, I don't think the stone creatures are growing back necessarily, are they? No, but I think we should continue. No. Okay. Okay. Great. But the details of They're whatever not- the statue okay. was supposed to be carved as grew back, leaving them faceless. Yeah. I say we go explore the other side or the middle. I don't know how much of like the middle and like we explored. Yeah. Well, there's two, well, technically five other doors. 
uh, in the middle area. Because there's at the end with yeah, the there's two on the ground, and then there's three on the balcony. Yeah, I say we go back and explore like the middle area. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So you're not going. Are you? You are not going to cozy the, cabin. No, the boys' side. Yeah, you're not going to the boys' side of the dorm. No, I say we go explore like the middle area before okay. we go to the other wing. Get that clear. I just make sure I get the rat thing here. Wait, that's where the ghouls went. Was to the boys' side, right? That's where you saw two, yeah. two, presumably ghouls dodge through the doors. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess we'll keep our original thing of Ollie and or Carl and I will go first, since we can see and you guys can make sure nothing sneaks up on us from behind. Sounds good. All right, so marching order is you two in the front mm-hmm. and Arya and Vekas in the back. Mm-hmm. With their little jellyfish. <laughs> the jellyfish. All and right, like you move back down, taking the to. long trip through the hall, back down the stairs and all the way down the hall again. Nothing looks like it's disturbed. Doesn't look like anybody tried to break through your shovel. And you go back into the entry hall. And where do you want to go next? There are, like I said, there's two doors, one leading north, one leading south, that are on the far side of this large chamber. There are two more up on the balcony that lead just above those, again, north and south. And then there's the very large double doors that's sort of front and center of the balcony. It looks more like ornate and stuff. But you do, of course, you know, Probably not going to be difficult for you, but you'd have to figure out a way to get up to the balcony since it's like How high 15 is the balcony? feet. 15? About 15 feet. It's not going to be something you can just leap up to. So you'll need a ladder or a levitator, flyer, a grappling hook or some shit. I do have a grappling hook. I also have a familiar with manual dexterity and a rope. I think we should clear out this area before we move on to like anything above or adjacent. So we're we're skipping the boys' dorm? Yeah, I'd say like let's explore like the north and south doors in this room. Okay. Um so the north maybe? So we're just gonna ignore the ghouls that we know are still around. Or should we How many back? ghouls were there, by the way? Um, Carl maybe. saw two. I but he saw them move into the dormitory. Should we Okay. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Arya's just sitting there watching everybody should we, debate. Should we what have I gotten myself like shut into? the doors to the South Dormitory? Or would the ghouls know? I feel like to keep in line with our current system, we should keep them open. Okay. Mm-hmm. Until we explore them, yeah. I'd say we only shut doors that we've explored. That way we know what we've explored. Okay. I mean, we'll know that that one's the ghouls one, the boys one, and there's ghouls in there, so at the very least we could shut it to make sure that we'd know if they're not wandering around elsewhere. But they're intelligent, so they might notice if the door mm-hmm. is shut. Then they might shut. Yeah, but then they might wander about and be intelligent, notice that we shut the door behind us. Boys and ghouls. Let's say we gently shut the door, at least, and not lock it. Yeah, can we peer through the doorway to the south and see if there are ghouls visible? Sure. You look down the hallway and you see nothing. Um, can I quietly shut the doorway? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, what skill would I roll? Stealth. Okay. Uh, 30. 30? All right. Slides. So quiet. Slides shut with an area whisper. Piece of fruit goes <laughs> rattling <laughs> down the hallway. It's the inexplicably only piece of non, uh, Aged. No, um, okay. 
Um, Carl's been really concentrating ever since the fruit incident. <laughs> He's got it down. There's just a demolished piece of peach in the alleyway. <laughs> so I guess we'll check the other piece to the north. Sure. I don't even get All right, so check. which one are you going through, the north or the southerly one? So first of all, you walk over there. The doors are open. And you can see that both of these rooms look like they're exactly the same. A very short hallway that widens out and is like a curve. So it looks like the one to the north curves off to the left. The one to the south curves off to the right. It widens out. And you see what looks like markings on the wall in there. Not carvings or whatever, but it looks like somebody was painting something on the wall. Can we investigate the markings? Uh, it's, uh, it's on both sides, too. Although the markings don't look like identical, it looks like somebody just went through each one and decided they were going to paint some stuff on the walls as they moved through it. Okay. Is there any rooms, or is it just a curved hallway? It, well, it's a short hallway, about 10 feet wide, that extends for about 5 feet, and then opens up into this lo- very wide curved hallway that's almost it's room sized pretty much as you approach and get closer to the room you look and you can see now on the inside or on either side on the walls are these small holes about a couple feet off the ground and you look and you see signs on the wall and all over the floor it looks like these used to have running water and then you notice an almost imperceptible uh, decline in the room, as if this was meant to spit water out, and then the water was supposed to drain away from where you are toward wherever this hall leads. Everyone make perception checks for this one. A room of glory holes. <laughs> 23. 22. 19. 19. So the highest one is a 23? Mm-hmm. All right, that's enough. So you approach approach the room without going in yet, just in case. And now you see these paintings on the side. It looks like somebody took, took black paint and drew very crude, almost like stick figures on the wall. Like just kind of outlines of people. And it looks like they're holding like it's like a sword and a shield. They look uh, all the other art in the in the temple that you've seen, at least the what was on the front door and what was on the walls, is very stylized, very uh, like an Assyrian feel to it. This looks like cave paintings, and it has it's not you know it's it's bright black. It looks like somebody did it recently, and then you look past it as this hall is curving, and you can see now, further down the hall, you see a foot <laughs> sticking out as if somebody's laying down on the ground. Fleshy. Oh, this is. And you just see a boot. And then you kind of lean to the side to get a better view, and you realize the boot goes up and goes about halfway up the cab, and then it's just not there anymore. It's not attached to a body right there. There's just a foot? There's a foot. Hmm. And half of a lower leg. Do the paintings look like they might have been like drawn by children? Well, whoever painted them did not have any artistic ability whatsoever, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Are the ghouls developing culture? <laughs> the ghouls are intelligent. Painting? They have their own culture. Um, do they have art? Uh, you haven't seen any depictions so far. Does it look like uh, art that a ghoul would have drawn, or uh, maybe? I mean, do the do the stick figures look like ghouly stick figures? Or do they look like person stick figures? They they're so crude. They just look like human shaped. It's like somebody did. It's like a 
like, like think of it like a chalk outline from a dead body. <laughs> they look kind of like that, where it's just like somebody drew around a person, except and, they have like these cartoony looking swords in their hand, and like their arms are out, and one of them has like a sword, and one has a shield, and they're not even they're not even like equally positioned across from each other in the hall. Like one's three feet further down the hall, one's a little crooked, one's higher towards the ceiling, the other one's lower towards the ground. There's no precision involved. It just uh, looks like graffiti. Can I take a peek at the floor and see if there's like anything out of the ordinary, like trap wise? Uh, yeah, go for it. Do a perception for. Isn't perception to find traps? Still, Ooh. they didn't change it to thievery. Right? Thievery just to disarm. Yeah, I think it's just perception. And bye bye hero point. Did you learn your lesson about that terrible tray last week? No, because I rolled a 28. All right, you look in and you see no signs of any sort of trap. The holes along the walls only extend for about 10 feet. You get the feeling that it's definitely themed to this whole water thing. These rooms are probably a like a crossing point, maybe where people would walk through this flowing water and some sort of ritualistic sort of nonsense. And you see marks, like I said, marks on the floor and marks coming from the drains of the, uh, you know, like hard water deposits mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say. Like mark, the water was definitely been flowing here at some point. However, as you are looking out and examining all this, you also, out of your peripheral vision, you look up and you see two more painted figures that look, Pretty much the same, just as crude, except they're painted on the ceiling, like right above the entrance. So it looks like this fills up all the way with water. I don't want to be on this level. Um, can I detect magic on the figures? Uh, yes, you can. Are we on the balcony? No, I wanted to go on the balcony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just so we're clear. Should we go on the balcony instead? You want to go on the balcony? There's feet there. Yeah. I want to see what... Like, I found oh, a let's foot. Clear it. Let's clear the ground. You found the foot on the downstairs area that we're at where I'm water clear flows it, like, through. Systematically. Yes, well, systematically, this looks like this whole area was filled with water and this person was drawing it on the ceiling and could have conceivably died. It doesn't look like the room was made to flood. There's cracks under the doors. Like It just looks like anybody can make a religion roll. But I just kind of gave it to you because you've seen that the importance of bare feet and running water seems to be a big thing with Ashaheen. Yeah. It's like a baptismal chamber. Yeah, it was probably where they walked through to whatever's important that's behind there. But why would there be a scribbling all the way on the ceiling? Yeah, that makes no sense. And by the way, Carl, yes, you detect magic. Uh, those figures are definitely magic. I wonder if we went in here if we'd get attacked. These stick figures? Um, it- like is it coming from a figure? Yeah, it's detect magic. It just goes ping. Can I and then read you aura? say yes on the stick figures? Yeah. Uh, yes, you can. Uh, you're going to discover quickly that is some sort of arcana, arcane magic attached to each one of the stick figures. Uh, why don't you go ahead and make an arcana roll? And anybody who's trained in arcana can also make one as. He relays the information of what he's getting there. 24. Train, so your T has to be crossed out? Yes. I'm out. Yes. 27. 
I don't even care. 14 plus 7 is 21. All right, y'all put your heads together. And you figure out that these painted figures are some sort of construct. Except it's not like the rock animated statue thing that you just fought. These are constructs made of paint. And then as you stare closer, you realize it's not even paint, it's ink. It looks like somebody just poured ink, an awful lot of fucking ink, to create these things. And that's why it's so crude. You know, trying to paint with, you know, whatever was holding the ink rather than an actual paintbrush. Um, you're guessing there's some sort of guardians. And the reason, you know, there's two down the, down the hall and then there's two right above you. And something will probably trigger them. You're not sure what they'll do, but being constructs of some sort, you can definitely assume that just like the thing you fought against, uh, they're immune to death effects, non-lethal, doomed, poison, bleed, drained, paralyzed, healing, second fatigue, disease, necromancy, and unconsciousness. I would like to go to the balcony. You want to leave this? You want to leave this place alone for now, and then go to the balcony and explore. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, we know it's kind of like here now. If you want to come back later, yeah, to fight pain I just monsters. Feel like if we walk through there, they're gonna trigger. Like as soon as we get halfway through or something like that, and then we're gonna be surrounded in the hallway by constructs. Okay. Of who knows what? Is everyone else fine with going to the balcony? I'm I'm good. Going sure. Okay. Uh, it's 15 feet up. Um, yes, it is. I have oh, a I have man. a grappling hook. I, I have, also have. I just feel like I can get up there. I just feel you. Like, pro- you guys, you two. I really feel like I can get up there. All might be able to. I'm going to use parkour, <laughs> panache parkour. <laughs> so, um, it's like the tech deck of the. I feel like world. a giant. Yeah, the grappling hook. <laughs> grappling hook rules are weird. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to beef around the grappling hook rules if you use it. They're weird. Too much because you're not in the middle of like combat. Or also. You just throw it over and over until somebody gets it. My, I think my familiar can just fly up and tie the rope for us, too. Oh, that's Yeah, you got opposable thumbs. He does indeed. All right, so what's the plan? You're going to climb up to the balcony. Yes. Um, I want to throw a grappling hook or somehow uh, a grappling hook. Rufus, uh, you mind tying a rope up there for us? Yeah, baby. <laughs> I mean, Rufus, do you mind tying a, um, a rope up there for us? I got it, baby. Uh, can Does Rufus right. need to make a roll? No, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna hand wave the the silly stuff to get you from place point A to point B. We'll climb the rope. All right, you're all up on the balcony. Is the door open or shut on the balcony? Shut. There are two, three uh, sets of doors. Three. One that leads north and one that leads south. Both of them right above the rooms that were below the watery uh, water rooms or whatever. Okay. And both of them mimic the shape of the rooms below. However, curiously, the one in the north. You can walk into, the doors are open, but the there are another set of doors at the other side of the room. Like, uh, you walk through, and it curves away until it's facing west, And but those doors are, like, jammed. It feels like somebody, they don't feel locked. What it feels like is there's a, somebody's piled a whole bunch of shit on the other side, because you can feel them moving. You can try to force them open. Uh, it'd be rather difficult, rather noisy. In the southern room, again, it mimics the room with the curve and everything, pretty much exactly the same as it is on the lower floor, except in this one, the doors are closed, the ones that lead west, except there's piles of furniture and other stuff placed on this side, as if someone's trying to keep anything from in there getting out. The other set of doors, the one that lead directly west, the ones that look kind of grand, are locked, and even just a rudimentary look at the lock... For anybody who happens to be trained in thievery, 
indicate that it's a very complex lock. Wait, do I get a roll or are you just telling me? I'm just telling you. Okay. It's it's very it's a very She's complex cherry. lock. Wow, this is a very complex lock. Um, very cherry. Okay. Would you like me to try and pick it? Yeah, sure. Do you have lockpick? I just got my fingies. I bust out my lockpicks for you. Wow, thank Are you. Are you trained higher than I am? Do you have any? What's your roll on it? Yeah. 11. And I got 12 on it. Yeah. Do you want my I'll assistance? Let you try. I'll let you try first. Wow, I feel like I'm earning my keep. Okay, I'm going to try and pick the lock with Becca's. <laughs> Alright, make the roll. Hey, unpick up a lock. Let's get 20. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. Ooh. What'd you get? 29. 29 total? That is a critical failure. You snap your lockpick. That, we're not going to name. That's a critical failure. Yes. That's a 29. I'll DC pay is you 40 back. on a complex lock. Oh. Holy shit. All right, well. There's a keyhole. So obviously there's a key that goes to this door, but uh, you don't have it. Um. I should have asked if someone had the key first. Does anyone have the key? I do not have, <laughs> I do not have a key. I have a wax key maker, so if you give me the key, I can make you a copy of it. <laughs> That's useful. How useful. <laughs> um, okay, should we try to go through the door? That Carl, is... why don't you whittle a key? Um, <laughs> you got time. Use your master woodcrafting. At this make me Rufus a key. rolls his eyes. <laughs> um, let, me, let me ask. So the door that was um, barred from the inside... Um, can I make an engineering check to see if there's any way to like pull the pins from the hinge or something? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I mean, these are pretty well-crafted doors, uh, but I don't think their security would have been such that they worry about people pulling hinges. Uh, 25. That this door, these doors actually don't even have locks on them. So, 25? You reckon that with a disabled device roll from somebody with thievery, they might be able to disassemble said object um and are there two doors or one door it's a set of double doors oh my god we're gonna (laughs) oh race race to see who can do it oh that would be fun i would be Uh, i'm into a race point that out to these guys um if i lose i owe you two picks you owe me two okay first of all this isn't going to require a pick well, I'm. You just I need to have some it's, sort of tools. It's a gentleman's bet. It is a gentleman's bet. And I'm assuming you have enough weird ass tools in your bag, Beckus, that you can yep. like improvise some MacGyvering here to find some stuff to disassemble. So oh, make yeah. uh, I've got thievery two short check tools. So we got it. Thievery yeah. check to disable. I rolled a twenty-seven or twenty-eight. And Arya. I rolled a fifteen. All right, yeah, you critically fail, <laughs> and you actually end up breaking the tool <laughs> and bending the hinge a little bit, like the, the mecha- mechanical device. So now the door sits a little bit crooked, and you're pretty sure it's going to be more difficult to disable. That sounds like it's going to be easier to disable than me. However, Beckus, uh, you managed to work at it here. and work at it. Here, here. Knock all three of the little bolts out. I'm just gonna start dancing too, because <laughs> that's what I'm good at. It takes you about five minutes, but you do manage to like kind of slide your tools into the gap and kind of tear apart or pull apart the insides that are all latching it together. And as you pull out the last one, the door goes clunk as it <laughs> drops from its position and is now resting on the floor. 
So you can kind of grab it and pull it down. It'll make a very loud bang unless you want to lower it. It's a very heavy, large, heavy door. So how heavy is it? Uh, I don't know how much would a like four foot wide by eight foot tall door of stone (laughs) weigh? How much? How much is a bulk, or is it stone? It's stone. Oh well, stone door. All the doors in here are stone, except well, not all of them. The little like the kids' rooms and all the little. Side rooms and stuff; those are all just wooden doors. About it, all these grand uh, transitions from one room to the next. I cast levitate on the door. Okay, the the door lifts up off the ground. Yeah, with a little bit of help, you manage to pry it out and pull it and push it away. And as you're pushing it away, you can see most definitely that these doors, which are meant to swing outward, the other side of them is just piled with furniture, old chests. Tables. Uh, some of the chests are filled with lo- looks like uh, kitchenware to make them as heavy as possible. Somebody really put quite a bit of effort because there's a lot of shit here. It looks like a full work team would have taken all day to move all this fucking shit out of the way, and it's now in your way. Well, you can sort of climb over it if you want to. Now, say the door is levitating. Can we get on the door? And if I focus on the levitating object to make it rise, can we ride on top of it? I don't think you can levitate that much. So it's like a maximum amount of bulk, right? No, it's one one unattended object or willing creature. Doesn't say any specification of how much weight I can levitate or object. Well, can we get on the other side of it? You can crawl over the pile of rubble. There's like a two-foot gap. Um, You'll be required to make an athletics or an acrobatics check to not, you know, accidentally injure yourself or fall. Um, could we put the door back where it was when we're on the other side of yeah, it? Yeah, so I love it here. I've got it for five minutes. So that we can climb through and then have like a, at least like some semblance of... Sure. Um, can we then uh, climb through the mess? Go for it. So athletics or acrobatics from each of you. Don't critically fail. Athletics or acrobatics? Yep. Oh, cool. Ooh, I got a nat 20 plus 15. All right, you make it look fucking easy. (laughs) 17. All right, you scramble over without injuring yourself. Vegas? 32. (laughs) You also make it look simple. Okay. 28. All right, you're all through. Carl has a little bit of struggle. Someone's got to get behind and, you know, give him the old tush push. I'm old. But you managed to climb down this pile of furniture. And you find yourself in very similar to uh, the children's like dormitory area. You're at the end of the hall, and the hall itself stretch is pr- fairly wide, and just stretches out to your right as it slowly curves off into the distance. And you see doors on either side of this hallway, just all the way down. Quick glance through some of the doors, and you see rooms. Slightly larger than the children's rooms with adult-sized beds, adult-sized robes here and there. It looks like these might have been like the acolytes' chambers. I'm going to grab a set of the acolytes' robes and put them on. Okay, you grab a set of brown robes and put them on. Do they have a hood? Uh, Sure, why not? Okay, I'll pull that up too. <laughs> All right. Just in case any of those can get it. fucking ghouls show up. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll just... look the part. I guess we'll just continue down the hallway. 
Alright, you start to continue down the hallway, and I want you all to make perception checks. Oh, I got a, <laughs> I got a nat 20 again. That's two in a row. What are the odds of that? Uh, Low. One in 400. Jesus. 19. I got a 13. Teen witches that are also twins. Twitches. Top that. I dreamed about that. I wrote about that in my journal. I drew that. All right, so who got the highest? I got a nat 20 plus 8. So 28. That is a critical success. You hear, long before anybody else does, the sound of a voice from down the hall, just beyond the curve as you, that you're approaching. It is a male voice, kind of scratchy, and it appears to be muttering in a language which you quickly recognize as Ashahim. You just hear... Poor boy. Does not appear to have heard you all approaching. Damn. Can I tell where it's coming from? Yeah, you reckon, like, because the hall curves, Mm -hmm. has like a nice slow curve, uh, the crescent. Uh, it's coming from just around the curb. Like, if you walk another 20 feet, whatever this person is will be in your visual, and you will be in their line of sight as well. I'm going to whisper to the rest of the group that I hear someone whispering in Ashaheem. I hear someone whispering in Ashaheem. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sound angry? They sound very raspy, as if they could use a hot cup of tea. Can you mimic what they sound like, please? <laughs> Uh, Should we sneak up on him? I say approaching with caution would be our best tactical. I'm going to approach first. I I was about to say, what if we just go? I see Becca's going. I'm going to follow immediately. All right. Are you moving with stealth? No. No. I am not going to be moving with stealth. I'll make a perception check for this guy to see if he even sees you coming. He rolled really well. Can I get that on an attack roll, please? You walk further along, crossing the curve, and, and you I think see... it's just me and Beckus, right? I don't no, know. We're, we're follow. Follow. Okay. You see a man, human-sized, and so forth, dressed in these like golden, much fancier uh, these robes that you're seeing everywhere. Uh, his belt has, or he has a belt tied around his waist that looks like it's got like bits of gold and silver on it. it looks like. Some sort of ornate, like a belt of state or something. It looks like this person occupied some sort of, some sort of position of importance. However, what strikes you about him, his hood is pulled down, and you see his skin, this bluish, purplish skin, lips pulled back, sharp fangs. You can see like whiskers, thin, long whiskers from his face. This is he had like the remnants of a mustache and beard that he once had. There's a few patches, wispy hair on his head. And he holds in his hand an inkwell and a small brush, which he's using to paint on the wall. You quickly realize he's painting pictures and words. The words look like they're being painted in the Ashahin language, and he's muttering to himself. Then he turns and looks over at you. Ah, you come from the outside. I heard the rumble. Are you with the masters? Have you come? Finally? 
How many years has it been? They're all dead. The curse took them. That witch, the queen of moths, she buried us. I, I, but I, I've been loyal, really. I, 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 look, I, I've been recording. The, the walls faded. The books faded. But I remember I was the chief scribner. I knew everything. I paint every day, though it fades. He points down the wall, and you can see further along the wall, it looks like he started on the opposite side. You see more pictures and words, but it looks like they're kind of fading. They only, like, the further back they go, the more faded out they get. I'm recording everything so it's remembered. I, I've been loyal. Everything perception checks. Uh, 26. Ooh, oh my god. I got 19 plus 8, so 27. 29. 13. What was yours, Carl? Uh, 26. All right, Arya, you don't catch on, but everybody else catches on. He's lying. He has not been loyal. <laughs> he looks nervous and scared, and it's just, seems to think that you're all some sort of rescue party from Yashaheen. Oh. I almost forgot one tiny transition. He's muttering in Ashaheen, which you don't understand, but he quickly changed. So I fucked this up. Sorry. Forgot about that. Was, yeah. He, yeah, he's muttering in Ashaheen. So he's like saying all this shit in Ashaheen, and then he kind of realizes that you don't seem to understand. He looks at you two, and then he starts speaking in Elven. Except he's not speaking in modern Elven. So, Ori, you have a hard time understanding him. Carl, you recognize he's speaking. 4,000-year-old Elvish, like before the break kind of style of Elvish. It's a bit like listening to someone at the Renaissance Fair speaking like hardcore oldie English where you can only understand like every couple of words. Um, so sorry, Beckus, you did not <laughs> pick up on his deception because you did not speak Elvin. They don't. Uh, you do pick up that he's noticeably nervous and looks to be in fear of you. So back what I was doing, now that I've done things completely out of fucking order... Uh, so he's speaking you to to you in Elvin, and uh, lying through his teeth about being loyal and waiting for you, and like, oh yes, the Ashikin Empire come to save me, and all this other stuff. I'll answer in old Elvin. All right. Um, whether we're here to save you or not has yet to be seen. Um, perhaps you can explain to us what has happened here. The high priest. He said it was the Queen of Moths, the Green Witch, buried us. Since she came to take vengeance, we've been trapped. Everything stopped. We grew hungry. We ate all the stores. We would not die and we would not age. And then things started to change. The exalted and the high priest took to terrible deeds. They tried to Use the children. We threw them into the pit. Drowned them. Trying to cure this disease. He holds up his hand, sort of nasty claws and his purplish blue skin. But the disease took us all, and we just, those who turned first, began to eat the others. And the exalted and the high priest, they drank. They drank of the potion, but made from the children's souls. Because it is said to cure. I know the old, the old ways are abandoned. 
that they turned to them in their need. That is their fear. And they changed even worse. It did not cure them. It made them terrible. So they have locked themselves. And points down the hall back toward the sort of central area of the temple. They have locked themselves in the central sanctum. But I, I have been recording the words so they're not forgotten. I will ask him in my best interpretation of Old Elfish what he's been recording. All the stories. I was the chief scribner. I knew all the stories. I was in charge of curating the histories for the children. So I remember it all. Everything I remember, except my name. I don't remember my name anymore. As they're chatting in a language I do not know, I'm going to... I'm going to look through the room for like weapons first and then anything of well, interest. You're, you're currently in the hall, the intersecting oh, hall. Yes. Uh, but you can glance through the other various rooms. They all appear to be chambers for priests that used to live and you know, work here when the temple was functional. Mm-hmm. And are you just kind of like tossing the rooms looking for shit? I'm not, like, being disrespectful about it, but I'm, like, searching. Uh, make a perception check. Browsing. Yeah, I'm... Just taking a peek. I'm curious. Um, okay. 29. Okay, give me a second here. Now, is it still pitch black in this fucking hallway that we're in right now? It is indeed. So this guy is just scrawling on the walls <laughs> in the dark with black ink. Uh, all ghouls have dark vision. Oh, well... Even then, I don't get how they would fucking see what they were writing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Okay. He can see in the dark. <laughs> so he a ghoul. Yeah. It's like half ghoul. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess ghouls are smart, huh? He's just an intellectual ghoul. Okay, Arya. You find, sitting on one table, uh, you, you, don't, you search around, you don't find any, like, actual, what look to be valuables. The occasional like couple of coins that somebody has, but it's, it appears that they lived a very sort of uh, what's the word for it? Is it aesthetic? Aesthetic. Aesthetic. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. the one I was looking for. I knew I added a letter there. Very aesthetic lifestyle here, where everything was, you know, prepared for them, and they just kind of went about their thing. They didn't have any need to go out and shop or do anything like that. Worldly possessions appear to be a, kind of low on the list and discouraged. You don't know how that works for the higher priests because, you know, in most religions, the higher priests tend to collect money just because they can. But you do find a tiny hourglass, which just seems very special. On one side of the hourglass, black sand. On the other side, white sand. As you sort of flip it around in your hand, like as black sand moves towards the other side, the white sand goes up against the flow. So that there's always the same amount of sand in either side. Looks like it's uh, some sort of magic item. And that's what you find by searching. Becca, so are you doing anything else while this conversation is going on? Both of them just kind of fucking standing there and watching how this guy is reacting to what they're saying. Maybe investigating what's on the walls? uh, You see pictures very much... uh, uh, a little bit cruder, but not too bad. Definitely not as crude as the stick figure things that you saw in the the hallway below. 
but of a similar style to what's painted or what's carved into the front door of the temple. So you see a lot of that and then just lots of words in Ashaheen, of course. Um, can I ask him if he's not as much affected by the curse as the other ones that are in the inner sanctum? I have changed like the others. But the ones in the sanctum, they drank the essence of the children and changed. Become more, more horrifying. I do not go in there anymore. They have locked themselves in all the doors and they are the only ones who have the keys. What's inside the inner sanctum? Why, the gallows tree, of course. In the pit. The pit of drowning. Those sound really fun things <laughs> to keep in a room together. <laughs> he starts to eye you both. Who are you? Are you, Archaeen? Have you come to set us free? I have recorded. I have been loyal. I just... He looks down at his hands. I want this to end. Whether we've... Come well, Carl slit his throat like one of those Charm deers him. in the alleyway that you don't care Charm about. Charm him. Um, asking you to kill him. He's like, please. Do it. Do it. The extent of your loyalty is yet to be determined. Whether or not we free you will depend on what we find within the inner sanctum. When we're getting in there, they lock themselves in with the oh my key, sweetheart. What are we doing? And I've broken all of the <laughs> lock Um, I will ask him if there is another, if there is a way into the inner sanctum. The only way would be through the crypts. But I dare not go down there. Things have begun roaming. I think they are guardians put there by the exalted. I stay here. I have blocked the others away from me. And I record. Um, I'm gonna... So like the sewers, I'm assuming, is what he's talking about? Like an, like an underground area? Mm, yeah, somewhere. What word did he use? Crips? Crips. Oh, crips. So sorry. How do we access these crips? I must admit, I'm unfamiliar with this particular temple's layout. I can take you there. Just a moment while I discuss with my companions. Uh, and I'll switch to another language. Um, does everyone speak celestial? I do. No. Uh, gonna, <laughs> uh, you realize this guy doesn't speak common. Yeah, he hasn't been outside in forever. Okay, so then I'll switch to common. He's offering to guide us to the crypts, the only way to reach the inner sanctum. Um, and what's in the inner sanctum? All of. Uh, I'll explain all the information he's given us about the uh, the high priests and them drinking the soul essence of the children that they've sacrificed. Um, I'm going to ask him what's on the other side of the this balcony, the one that's been barricaded shut. Uh, just another place for the acolytes. I barricaded it so they could not get out. I, I need to record. I can't have them ruining my work. Call me filthy scribbler. They tormented me, so finally I locked them in. How many are there? Mm, dozens. And they're just just like everybody else, the afflicted? Yes, they're all cursed. Who is the Queen of Moths that you spoke of? 
He kind of squints his eyes, makes a perception check. How is it that you are Arshayin, but you do not know the Queen of Moths? Well, you've been locked in here for a very long time. How, then, has her name not passed through time? It is maybe a title of someone I do know, but I am unfamiliar with what you call her. She was the Emperor's daughter. How would you not know her name? He begins to back away. Again, you have been locked in here for a very long time. Things, Something's wrong here. I'm going to try and reassure him. Thousands of years have passed. This temple has remained locked away from time. The empire you knew as the Ashaheen has changed over the years. Um, This temple recently reappeared and we were sent to investigate. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, names and titles have, have faded into history. Much as the walls here have been erased, um, the very history of the Empire itself has also been erased. We were also sent here to rescue any other survivors of the Ashaheen like we are. And then, do I know enough about Ashaheen lore to like do like a bow or salute or something to like convince they him? They are all... Uh, Ashaheen Lore or Deception? Uh, Ashaheen Lore. See if you can use your limited knowledge to... I'm so glad I went. I know what we're talking about. Uh. It said 12, right? Plus 12, right? When you read that lore. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm going to give you this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point gone. Oh my god, I rolled the same thing. Uh, 12 plus 8, so 20. He doesn't really seem... Convinced by you all, but he does turn to Carl. He says, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. He says, does the Empire still practice the dark pack? Um, okay, can I, can I make a lore roll to see if I know what that is? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Probably roll on your side of the jam screen. Wait, was it a twenty though? It was not. Yeah, it's a twenty now. Special twenty. Based on everything that you've seen, and all the bullshit with the silver, and all the bullshit with Lady Gilgama, the Dark Pack is obviously whatever deal they made with the Beast to be able to do these rituals to steal eternal life. Basically, asking you. Do we still sacrifice children on the gallows tree? And your impression so far from him has been that if you are Ashaheen, he is in fear of you, but not necessarily loyal to you. So so he's probably not pro-sacrificing children on the gallows tree because he was unhappy about the, the higher-level people doing it. And also You're getting that, impression. that baby potion. <laughs> baby potion. You could also convince him that you remember the Ashaheen and like intimidate him though. Um yeah. do it either way. Why don't you just be honest with him? Put him at ease. Um No. Um I'm afraid that barbaric ritual has been lost to history. He like gets weak in the knees and drops to the ground. Thank thank the gods we have returned to the old ways. Um Thank the gods. So many children. So many thousands of children right in this very temple. Um, However, there are some who have 
begun to attempt to restart the agreement. We are here for any information um, in order to stop them. I will help you as I can. I know this entire complex. Uh, I have been here for, I don't know, a very long time. Um, very well. Um, before we continue, I, mu I must let you know that should you leave this complex without us figuring out a solution, you will age rapidly and die. Just beware. I seek only death. I have been awake for too long. It is not natural. Uh, ve very well, then. After you help us, um, feel free to seek the death you desire. But um, if you could help us first, we would be most appreciative. What help do you seek? Um, yeah, what do we want him to show us, too? Well, we need to get into the crypts. Uh, do you, are there any resources here? Um, Yes, yes. My guardians slew a Tomb Raider a long time ago. I will take you to this. Follow me. Um, he begins hurrying down the hall. We'll follow him. Is it that boot that was in the hallway? It is. Okay. He takes you downstairs. Uh, this, uh, the stairs in this particular uh, dormitory or whatever you want to call it are s centralized, so you don't have to go all the way to the end of the fucking hall. You go down, and then you discover... Much the same way that the kids' dormitories were set up, the rooms here are kitchens, pantries, dining halls. You see a, a Scribner's, so for recording and making books. You see small libraries, a few of them. You see uh, what appears to be a silversmithing shop, and you see more rooms that look like they're storage. You see, walk by one, curious. You see lots of chests inside that are meant to be, you know, filled with shit and stacked. But they've all been kind of opened up. You see broken locks laying here and there, and the chests themselves are empty. So you keep going down this hall, and he leads you back to, or, to the curved hall where you saw the foot. And as you look in from the other direction, since you're on the other side of the curve, you see a person wearing gear. Looks like he just died yesterday, based on, you know, doesn't seem to have aged at all. And he's in about seven or eight different pieces. You also see two more of these painted figures on the side of the wall. And then you can see further down where the two in the middle are. And you can't see the ones that are on the ceiling in the other area. The man holds up his ink pot, kind of waves it around. Don't worry, the guardians will not attack if I stop them. He waves this around and you see these... Images, these painted images on the wall, been moving across the wall in two dimensions, and they kind of move out of the way as they, you can see them walking, taking actions, like some really old school, like cheap animation. As they walk back towards the center of the room, and he points to the body. That match be much useful there. Search yeah, we'll search him. We'll loot the body. All right, and you will have time if you take time. I'm about to give you this piece of paper with a whole bunch of shit on it. In addition to telling Shelby what she got. She got. But you will have to spend a couple hours identifying these things just to let you know. Yeah. And you might want to spend some time uh, taking some time to do other stuff before you go into the crypt. All right. But I'm going to let everybody at home know. First of all, Shelby or Arya, you found. Oh, Krista. Krista. You found what is known as a Greater Grim Sandglass. Ooh. Worth approximately 450 gold pieces on the market. 
Damn. Uh, you can either attach it to your armor or your weapon. If you attach it to your armor, you get a resistance 5 to negative damage. Ooh. When you attach it to a weapon, anytime you cast a necromancy spell by activating the sunglass, your strikes with the weapon deal an additional 1d6 negative damage until the end of your next turn. So if someone has necromancy spells, they can use it to buff up their weapon, or you can just make it uh, use it to buff up uh, yeah, your negative resistance. However, you can also activate it to cast a spell, Chill Touch. Ooh. And since it's a greater version, you can activate it to cast a spell once per day, uh, a second level harm or heal spell. So that's what that does. You can look it up online, greater... Yeah. Grim sand glass, and then you can copy it down. Whoever wants to use that, nice. And then also all the stuff that you you found on the Tomb Raider. Which you want to read that off? You want me to read it off? I'll read it off. Uh, three level four spell scrolls: Stone Skin, Forgotten Lines, Resilient Sphere. One level three spell scroll: Safe Passage. A Vault Breaker's Harness uh, worth two hundred and thirty gold. It's an invested item. It contains Infiltrator's Thieves Tools, Infiltrator's Picks, a Levered Crowbar, Glass Cutter. If more than one feet away from the harness, the items disappear and return at sunset. Broken or destroyed items do the same. Activate two actions, plus one item bonus to stealth, and a 10-foot item bonus to speed for one minute. A, an Invisibility Potion. A Moderate Healing Potion. A Malleable Clay, it's a talisman, can be attached to a weapon to become versatile, which gives it piercing, slashing, or bludgeoning for one minute. A detector stone, an invested item, glows faintly whenever an undead creature is within 30 feet. Activate once per minute maximum to extend the range to 60 feet until the end of turn. Counteract by counteracted by high deception or stealth. So you now have an undead radar. <laughs> and something uh, handy for anybody who likes to pick locks. Because mm-hmm. you can break your locks and still use them. <laughs> and there are infiltrators tools. I'm not sure if there's bonuses on those. I think those are like the special ones. Plus one on the roll. So those are all the things you find on this guy who apparently found his way into the temple somehow long ago, despite the fact that it was buried, and got his, killed. Can I look <laughs> at his like fashion to see like how old he might be? Uh, yeah, make a society check. Think I May I read it again? Yeah. A seven, so... 23? Yeah. It is hard to tell... Uh, it's very rugged, practical clothing. Uh, it looks like, hmm, I would say that from the markings on his armor, like the designs on his armor, he has leather armor and a uh, weapon as well, but they've taken damage, basically. The armor got sliced up by these guardians, mm-hmm. and the weapon he has is basically old and useless. Based on the design of his weapons and his armor, probably about 800 years old, somewhere in that range, 800 to 1,000. Does he have like any personal items on him aside from generic items? Is there a journal or anything? Or like uh, no journal. Uh, no identification. <laughs> no identification. Can I ask our new frown ghoul friend how he how this person got in here? If it was like I have no idea. No. Walked through the walls. We haven't been able to get out. Weird. Even with magic. We can't get out. It holds us here like a chain. Hmm. I wonder if there's like any, is there anything, 
is there anything else to see in here before we go to the crypts? Like, is there anything else of note that you could take us to? What is it you seek? I mean, anything that's interesting or, I don't know, worthwhile? I have not found anything in the cursed silver I threw in the pit. Well, that was a good idea. Before they locked the doors. Now that you've actually come down here, on the other side, I forgot to actually explain more stuff because I'm tired. This second layer, this ground layer, is bisected in the middle by a tin, or the hallway is much wider, and it's bisected in the middle by what is basically an eight-foot-wide, ten-foot-deep channel that looks like water used to flow through it, and it flows all the way up to the wall of this area you presume is this inner sanctum. Flanking it on either side are two large doors. Both of them have keys and look uh, have uh, keyholes and look like they have very complex locks on them. And then periodically throughout the hallway, there are little stone bridges built into the ground that cross this river so people can go from one side to the other. So I forgot to tell you that. There's a huge channel. The channel runs underneath the doors. And it looks like it may actually go into the inner sanctum. So it looks like you could just jump into the channel. Uh, you'd have to crouch down because it's only about two and a half, three feet tall. So you might have to crawl through it to get into the inner sanctum. Though this individual you've been talking to has made no suggestion of, yeah, you can use this to get through. I'll inquire about taking the channel to the inner sanctum rather than the crypts. No. It's impossible. They blocked it off. Go down and see for yourself. It's filled with rock. And behind it, probably worse. They don't want anybody coming in. Can I go down and crawl through? I'm gonna take a peeky. Uh, sure. You bring a source of light, I'm assuming. Yeah, my jellyfish lamp. All right, you go down and kind of crouch down. I can crawl at full speed, so it's whatever. All right. Uh, the channel is dry, but there's still kind of like a layer of like old nasty on the bottom, just like dirt and mm-hmm. stuff like that that's been dragged through. And you get further, far, uh, not too far down, actually. You crouch and you just crawl in a little bit and shine your jellyfish lantern down and you see it looks like it's choked up with debris at the other mm-hmm. side. You could potentially pull the debris out. It would be a very long process of moving rocks like all the way down the, you know, the 12 feet the or whatever it is to the debris. Out, yeah. yeah. Or if you have a spell, you could probably, you know, you could maybe lightning bolt and just blow it up. But that'll attract a lot of attention. I mean, there's potential ways to get there. It's not a dead end. But the Scribner is, seems to be implying that the crypts are the only way to get through. Are there any dangers inside the crypt itself? Yes. Creatures lurking down there. When we begin t- to change... We stopped aging. The dead, they begin to wake up. I only went down there once, but they are not um, amenable to visitors. What are the creatures like? Are they like zombies or? <laughs> the remains of the dead walking. Fun. Well. So it seems like to me that this... I don't even know what he's all so I don't even care. Well, I'll relay all the information to you. Um, as he, I'll translate for you guys. It sounds to me like we should take a break and prepare before we go into the crypt. 
Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Maybe a little cozy cabin. Cozy. Ca- are there lights in the cozy cabin? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. let's cozy fire. cabin. Um, <laughs> I'll translate to our friend and ask him if there's a good place to put the cabin that would be relatively safe. Any place here is safe. I have locked it away. Although you've taken down the door and not told me you did that, so it's maybe not safe anymore. <laughs> no, no, we put it back. We put it right back. We put it back. Oh yeah, so you like yeah. leaned it up against mm-hmm. there. They, they can't get in here. I barricaded it, and the guardians will keep them out. Cool. Well, Perfect. Should we hunker in your bunker? Yeah. Let's hunker in the bunker. All right. So, y'all are gonna have time to rest. Get your hit points and your spells back, and we'll kind of hand wave the exact time requirements for identifying items and copying scrolls into spell books, so we can just get on with it next game. But that is where we are going to end tonight because this has been a long ass recording. Mm. Uh, can we distribute these items real quick? So we can, we can do that. You can distribute yeah. the items after we are done recording. So, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can do our Twitter thing if you want to yell at us because I fucked something up. Or yell at the players because they fucked something up. Or just yell at the players because it's fun. Or tell know. me I look sleepy in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. And... Uh, what else? Uh, buy me a coffee if I want to spend some money to name persons, places, or things. And Instagram that's never updated. <laughs> I think we were supposed to do that today. <laughs> I fucked up and forgot to tell someone. Anyway, um, yeah, I've been Jason. I've been the Game Master. I've uh, been George playing Becca's Brandywine, the human bard. Krista, please don't yell at me. Aria Speedwagon. Uh, I'm Sam. I don't have another name that's cool. Uh, playing Ori. I'm only playing Carl. Thank you for listening. Good night. See you next week. Bye. 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 Everyone dies. The counters are for Micah. They clean real easy. Okay. On the jukebox, baby. The bar is made of reclaimed wood from a tornado over in the next town. Next neighborhood. The couch smells sort of musty. Ew, in the love shack? That's gross. The seats are pews, and they are hues of purple and green and tangerine. That's that's what I want the seats to be made out of. Welcome to church. The Romageddon version of love shack, folks. (laughs) Brought to you by the B-52s and Romageddon. If my voice could sound like any singers, it'd be uh, Akon. Ooh. I see you whining, grinding, upon that phone, convict music. See, we gotta cut that, because that sounded exactly like it. I loved every single colony of sea monkeys I uh-huh. ever owned, and I owned many. They did not last very long. No.
They look, this is exactly what they look like. And if this was on land, it looks kind of like, I would kill it. I would stomp it in a heartbeat. (laughs) I would stomp it in a heartbeat. I don't Don't like, I don't trust the ocean. I don't like it. Like, if there are aliens, they're like in deep sea, like, fucking observatories where they can just pop in and out of the ocean. Like, there's no following them down there. Like, good luck. Look at that. 50 bucks on Etsy. You can buy an Edgain nipple belt. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> is it, but is it genuine? Yeah. But why? What kind of nipples yeah, do they I use? Yeah, I was just about to ask what kind of nipples are what we kind talking of, about. What kind of animal has human equivalent nipples? Uh, would you say like a pig nipple is probably close? Probably like, like, a, monk, like a primate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it'd be hard to raise a bunch of primates. Like, you can't raise primates for the nipples. A nipple yeah. farm? <laughs> they only got, like, two nipples per primate. You need Listen, pigs that got, like, eight. I think people are just going to have to give up their nipple accessory lifestyle. I'm going to look it up. Let's see. What it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one. People don't want to give up their guns. They're definitely not going to want to give up their nipple accessory lifestyles. God, my Google search is today. God. Yeah, I know. I just Googled nipple belt and shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you all are on some kind of list. And Starlink. <laughs> Oh no. Elon's Nipple like, that's my kind of guy. Whoever is Hook him up. <laughs> Job offer in the next couple of days. Wait, it was Candemir? Like Candyland? Oh, see, I imagined Candemir, like Barbie's Ken, like a very mm. muscular uh, mer person. That's how I wrote it down. And he, has a, he has a can, not a Ken. Mm. Does he have feet? Does he have feet? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> has feet. Like, did he have feet when he was in the water plane, or did he have flipper? <laughs> Just looking out for our listeners who like feet and need to know if they're well, feet or flippers. Yeah, I specifically I mean, noted that he was. I like plane, feet. <laughs> I do not know why. I do not. So when I was little, I would not wear shoes all summer because I wanted Hobbit feet, and it was <laughs> also one of the summers where I gave myself um, scurvy because I only ate green Jello because I found out that Jello was made from horse bones and I thought it would make me fast like a horse. And I had very <laughs> had little very supervision. Life, so. I gotta say, <laughs> I uh, young Shelby could have used a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> I want to be cremated and then my ashes mixed in with a giant tub of ice cream that everyone at my funeral has to eat. Ooh, That's pretty like... I would... Ritual. So like a, I would do, do that in certain cultures where they like put your ashes into the... Su- I think Does it have to be ice cream? Hindu? Well, I mean, but like they put your you ashes. Ice cream is the one thing I thought that something like that. Where they cremate you and it. they put your ashes into the soup and then everybody eats it at the funeral. Yeah, what so about have chili a party or something? I don't want everybody stanking up the fucking <laughs> funeral, dude. It's like it's like no slightly. Chili? It's like when sli- there's multiple family members together and lots of like food around. There's gonna be stanking. When everyone's bo- everyone's bonding in I'm the bathroom saying, with the squirts. Later. Yeah, I don't want people to be like, you oh, Jason gave me some bad okay. gas. God, he gave me the squirts. Every about- time I think of Jason, I think of fucking my asshole on fire. Making a quick note. My notebook here. No pooping at Jason's funeral. Underline. <laughs> it's. Gotta be pretty soon. <laughs> not if, not if I beat you by doing something wild. Are Cheez-Its a hundred percent cheese? <laughs> no, I wish they were. It would just be cheese if it was a hundred percent cheese. Shall if they're made with a hundred percent real cheese. I know, but what's the other thing? Um, not cheese. Wheat. You know, they probably just have like a thousand-gallon vat of like Cheez-It dough going at all times. That makes me feel comforted. They're just like extruding like billions of Cheez-Its an hour. The oh. moment that vat starts to stir in, you ain't I had know nothing until you had hot Cheez-It off the line. 
It's the best feeling. I like bringing my grandkids in every once in a while just to get a hot cheese it right off the line. <laughs> I am I am changed like the others. I am changed like the others. You had a ghoul cut in your throat. <laughs> Come and let's play together in the bright shiny weather. Let's all go to Gala Gala Island. Anyway, back to the show.